welcome to Rebel FM episode 68. My name is Anthony Agos. With me is Arthur Geese. Yeah, now you know what fucking episode it is. <laughs> uh, Tyler Barber. Hear me now! And then uh, Mash and Janae. Oh, God. And then uh, IGN's David Kleeman. Hello. Known for the the uh, very famous IGN's Three Red Lights podcast. Is it? Yeah. And Barry Schwartz. And for being Barry Schwartz, cover and, and IGN cover model original. of American Dickhead magazine. But more importantly, he's he's a, <laughs> he's me and Arthur's boss. That's true. For now, so yeah, I was. Oh. was. In my in my heart, you still are. Um, we'll he's the boss you, of your heart. From now on, we'll just call you boss. Yeah. So ostensibly, boss, we talk about video games here. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm really I'm not really used to that. So what? So, well, <laughs> Well, what games have you actually been playing lately? Games have I been gaming? Um, yeah, I played a little Crackdown 2, unfortunately. Oh. Um, actually, oddly enough, I went back and uh, started playing a bunch of Mizuguchi games because I wanted to be playing Child of Eden. So I do that whenever there's a hot new game coming out. I go and like play the back catalog of the developer because <laughs> I wish that I was playing the hot new game. <laughs> hey, I know that feeling. Like what? Yeah. What, what, what besides Res? Uh, Res and I, I guess I'm always playing Luminous, so I don't know yeah, if that right. really counts. But I was playing it on XBLA, and um, it's you know it's not as good there, but I still like it on the big screen. Yeah, is um, it not as good on XBLA? As if you're if you're a Luminous power player, you, it's the uh, the D pad really gets you for the precision drops. Yeah, mm, really um, does. So did you buy like a fight pad? So you could really play Luminous <laughs> on Xbox Live I did try a fight stick, actually, yeah. Because I'm very Whoa. serious about my Luminous. Um, Jesus. It's not the same. <laughs> Steel <laughs> Battalion controller Luminous. I got, well, I got used to the PSP controls. Like, really, really I actually play Luminous with a Dance Dance Revolution pad. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to play it with Connect, where I just swipe the pieces all over oh, the place. Oh, God. I, have a, <laughs> I just have a rave. <laughs> um, and what uh, uh, what else? Did you play every Extend Extra Extreme? Oh yeah, and I played that, but I only played one game, but it lasted for eight days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of forgot that the game isn't supposed to end. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know that Matt actually named his company after Res. Really, we did. Very five. Yes, but I've said that like a million times on this podcast. Right, but oh, yeah. Dave didn't know. It's That's new to true. Dave. It's new to Dave, Tidbits. yes. Our company, Area 5, is named after the last area of Reds. That's awesome. That, that game, Every Extend Extra, has some of my like favorite cover Extreme. art. Every Extreme Extra. <laughs> it has some no. of my favorite cover of art of any game and like advertising art. They're, just their typography is badass, and they have a, I guess the signature image is like, it looks like a rainbow ribbon. How I would describe it? Oh, it's not the space llama. I guess I'm getting it, that this like formed into a face. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there I like go. that a lot. That's, that's like cool. It. It's, it's also the menu in the game too for people who just got the XBLA version. Mm. I just love all the random digital nonsense in his games too. Just yeah, little robot voices talking to you and stuff exploding. <laughs> it's like you know, artsy digital craft nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's great. So I guess other than that, I don't know. Nothing. Not, much. not, not, not a whole lot. No. Not enjoying Crackdown too. No. When I say I played that, I mean I I tried it and yeah. um, you know, whatever. <laughs> that would be my that would be my full review. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, you know, I don't feel whatever. passionately about it either way. Uh, actually, uh, so, no. Yeah, man, I got it in the mail uh yesterday. Right, they sent out physical copies finally. Oh man, I played about I, I you know, here here goes my anecdote on Crackdown 2. I was playing mm-hmm. and the battery on my controller ran out 
And I was just like, I'm done. <laughs> Didn't even want to change the battery out and keep going. Right, I think Crackdown 2 either bites you or it doesn't. And even if it does bite you, you might not necessarily enjoy your time with it. It's just like, uh, I gotta get my fix. Gotta get my fix. Gotta get my orbs. Where my orb? Yeah, where my orb at? Oh god, it's a co-op orb. I have to talk it's to like, people. Uh, <laughs> it's like, did you guys ever eat those uh, chips pizzerias? When you were a kid, they were rolled. They were rolled. Yeah, they, they were like instant throw up. I mean, you know, or you, you would eat a bag and you would throw up. Yeah. Reminds me of like eating just pizzerias. You just feel kind of gross afterwards. Yeah. Like. My sister did that with Cool yourself. Ranch Doritos when she was oh. younger. If she had a Cool Ranch Dorito, she'd keep eating until she vomited. So we couldn't. Uh. She couldn't have them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like addicted to the Cool Ranch flavor. I like, wow. I like the vibe that Dave is bringing to the podcast already. Um, Vomit, yeah. <laughs> binge so, and purge. Matt, what have uh, what have you been hitting up in the last? Uh, well, I hit up Transformers, but apparently, no, no, no. Your, your listeners are really upset for the Transformers talk. Um, One so guy. why? I, so I won't talk about Transformers. Oh, well, you played with Jay, right? I saw you. I did. Online. I played with Jay first, so I am going to talk about Transformers. Your avatars then. looked very excited. Yeah. <laughs> they were jumping around and transforming yes, with joy. Were. Oh god, I wish my avatar did that. Ah, dude, I'd totally buy a transformer outfit if my avatar could actually transform. Because uh, like with my Xbox avatar, I purposely created the most ugly, hideous avatar I could possibly imagine. And you succeeded, sir. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. I'm pretty proud of it, actually. And if that thing could transform, I would like to see it just to see what it could fucking transform <laughs> into. A piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a With corn. Yeah. Yeah. For the go GoBot versus yeah. Rockward game. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Meet, meet the poop ward. So you guys are playing campaign though, right? Yeah, yeah. We're playing campaign co-op. Fun. I'm, I'm, it's a much stronger game than I expected it to be. Even after all of Arthur's praise on the podcast, Arthur and Tyler's praise, I was like, I don't know. And I, I'm still a little skeptical, but I impulse bought it at uh, at the store the other day, and I'm really glad I did. Yeah, I, I played that a little bit, and uh, that game's hard. It, <laughs> is, it, it, it will hard. kill you at the drop of a hat in certain spots. What's yeah. up with that? And I know that uh, <laughs> I really like the boss battles. Me, Arthur, and, Ty and me, Tyler, and Matt, and all, when we were all in the store, we're talking about it, and we all agreed that ammo is kind of hard to come by a lot of times. It is. I again, I mean, the thing is, the, it doesn't want you to shoot all the time. You should be smashing things as often as you shoot things. Right, but that's hard to do unless you have the dash move. The, it's hard to like get up to things and smash them effectively without w without having the dash mm -hmm. move. True. I find, and that's why I'll always only pick the ones who have the dash. Yeah. I have noticed yeah. that the suggested transformer for each mission, the one it starts on, uh -huh. always seems to have dash. Uh, no, uh, uh, Megatron doesn't have dash. It doesn't. It suggest uh, brawl. On the first uh, Decepticons campaign? Oh, I don't on remember. the very first level. Yeah. But yeah, then after right. that, never. It's always yeah. Megatron. But I... I uh, Fucking but Megatron. Too dude, good to dash. Seriously, Ultim Optimus Prime, like using Optimus Prime is like... It, it's... Because I, you know, I was playing the Decepticons and I, I played... I started at the beginning Decepticons with Autobots and the... Uh, and I tried all the different Decepticons that I could just because I wanted to see how they how they played. And like sure. at the end of it, when I first got in, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to go straight for Optimus Prime, you know, like get right to the good stuff. And he's awesome. He has like the perfect combination of weapons and moves and everything. Like that guy fucking rules. He's like mm -hmm. the, he's like my, definitely my favorite one to control. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And like, I wasn't one of the ones who loved Optimus 
as like he wasn't my favorite Autobot. <laughs> I mean, not like I hated on him. You were he, one of those stone-hearted no. people that didn't no. cry when Optimus Prime died. <laughs> no, no, I was one of those guys. But you know, like Jim Riley sobbing at the bottom like, of his bunk. It's fine. I feel like you're not American, Tyler. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't my favorite Autobot. I mean, come on, there were like much oh, cooler ones. Sideswipe. You're a Rodimus Prime guy. Oh nah, snap! Nah. I liked uh, I like Sideswipe and his uh, who was the yellow one. The yellow Lamborghini, his friend. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I can't and somebody. Name, those two were my favorite. I Nobody like cares a kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Optimus was like the only Autobot I liked. Optimus was my hero. I thought it was kind of goofy because you get Optimus Prime and then other guys, and I was like, "Why? Who's going in there and not picking Optimus Prime?" I mean, it's Ratchet once yeah. or twice, or not Ratchet, but uh, Ironhide. Iron I liked Ironhide. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, fun. Star War, uh, Star, whatever the fuck they are, have their the Transformers, they have, Transformers <laughs> fans have their favorites, but you yeah. you know you're shortchanging yourself. The only thing that the thing Optimus that Prime. It's true. Bum me out about the Autobot campaign is just that you can only use Jetfire for one level. Like I wanted more uh, flying levels. Yeah, I haven't oh, gotten okay. to the Jetfire one, but it's the same thing in Decepticons when you only use Starscream for one level. Play the or, Wii or version one. of the Jetfire. I get just play the Wii version. Oh god, you're all I set. I did play the Wii version. Remember, I reviewed that piece of crap. <laughs> yeah. I guess the idea is just that with the flying ones, it'd be really easy for players to break the level if they could go everywhere flying. Oh, or hey something. guys, yeah. hey, Arthur, we really appreciate that you wrote one of the highest traffic reviews of the year. Now, could you review this steaming pile of shit for us? <laughs> you know, you you don't get to choose. <laughs> <laughs> That's your job. Every, the key is to play the bad one first. And then yeah. right. <laughs> Everyone's reviewed some steaming piles. Dave, didn't you back in the day, didn't you review Rogue Warrior? Or did you just play it for fun? No, I played it for fun. Okay. Oh. I remember at work, I would just see Dave playing that. <laughs> I took I took an in-office vacation for two like, days. If you, up, if you set up an online dating profile, would you just list like pounding yourself in the balls as hard as you can as one of your interests? <laughs> well, I'm an honest man, so yeah. Did you actually beat Rogue Warrior? Yeah. It ends, oh, it ends with a... Whole Jesus! <laughs> yeah, it took a whole two and a half hours or something. <laughs> if you really enjoyed the fiction, there are a series of books that I, can accompany I know, it. I know. Uh, I have them all because um, my roommate attended all of the Rogue Warrior events back when they were pimping that game. Hey, uh, the, the guy, Dick Marchenko or whatever, yeah. is, he, is he Polish? Yes. He's like... Marchenko? Yeah, isn't he like... Isn't he like... You're, is he like a hero? He's like my dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like a badass pole, yeah. man. Yes, he's, he's uh, my hero. Why? He's... <laughs> The founder of SEAL Team 6. <laughs> I don't know, man. He says everything's true in that game. He says he did all of it. The, right. book's, he, the book's he, insane. He said one time that he killed someone with a sock. Yep. And then <laughs> shoved it <laughs> into their mouth until they died. And then went to a bar and banged 12 girls. You know, right. like, what? His stories are I think his favorite outlandish. term is big-titted blondes. Yes. <laughs> he's really... I read some of his books You're when saying I was he's a character. <laughs> that he is. But any, anyways, yeah, and back in the day, I used to review the hunting games, all the card battle games. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, you can look up some real winners back in the All the Kabbalah's big game, Hunter? Yeah, the, all the fishing ones. I had a, a Paula uh, guy call me and be like, so how can we make our games better? I was like, well, there's a ton of stuff you could do. I mean, let's go back to the Sega fishing games. Those were awesome, right? So you could do this and this. And he's like, well, yeah, but we don't. I'm saying how can we make them better for zero dollars? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> do nothing? Cause I, make a different game? Yeah. Right. Oh, man. Let me shoot the fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Automatic one point higher. Right. <laughs> you play as the fish. I just made you a billion dollars. Fish hunter. Cabela's fish hunter. <laughs> Let me swing a fishing hook at a deer. <laughs> a point higher. Yeah. 
Dead Man's Hand. That was a sweet <laughs> review. Dead Man's Hand? Dead Man's I don't Hand. Even, I've never even heard of that game. People say that the Western was not attacked in video games before you know Red Dead, but uh, it was. It was called Dead Man's Hand. It was awful. <laughs> you play... Wasn't that an Xbox game? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've heard wow. Of Did you play Call of War as Bound in Blood last year? Um, a little bit. It was, it was really good. I liked it. it I liked that game a lot. Very atmospheric. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did they use that engine for? Sniper. Yes. Yeah. How was that? That was a march of shame. <laughs> <laughs> a shame factory. It's just full of it. shame tarp. You don't have a game where enemies can see you from literally a kilometer away and a shitload of invisible walls to prevent you from going anywhere but the clearly marked path in the center of the screen. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what Sniper did. <laughs> yep. Which resulted in a resounding meh, according to our scale, apparently. So, <laughs> meh it was. <laughs> Matt, what else have, uh, have you been playing then besides uh, uh Well, I, I had the, uh, the unfortunate experience of receiving a WoW Cataclysm beta invite. Don't you? Why is it, why is it bad? <laughs> bad in that it makes you want to play again? Exactly. Bad in that I'm like, I, I, I see the email and the, the first thing I do is I look at it and go, oh, fuck. It's like the Godfather <laughs> 3. <laughs> they just keep pulling you so back did in. You, yeah. Did you roll a goblin? I did. I rolled a goblin rogue. Yeah, that's uh, you can fit in with the gank squad when we started. That's the idea. The gank squad. The gank squad. The plan is when Cataclysm comes out, like me and five other people are going to start a group of super racist goblins. Mm -hmm. We don't like any other of the horde races. Oh, wasn't the idea fake fake racism? Yeah. Yes, fake racism. (laughs) Racism. And wasn't the idea to be like Dave? uh, Dave's just thinking I'm going to be sitting there spouting all these racial. (laughs) It's like I'm finding a lot out about Anthony. I I didn't didn't know this podcast (laughs) used racial slurs. No, no, we are marked as explicit. (laughs) No, no, no. I just want to talk. I just want to make up slurs about orcs and stuff like that, and then use. Basically, I'm saying you want to. You already have. I'm saying I want to be a nerd and role play. Is what I'm basically saying. Yeah, like in the Elder Scrolls. there's lots of racist slurs in that game. Exactly. And wasn't the idea that like you know we'd all We'd all be, be all rogues that we all could rogues, walk around so invisible. we could walk around invisible and then just pop and kill people and ruin yep. their days. Yep. That is the squad. <laughs> you should call yourself uh, the lollipop gang, you know, because you're short. Wouldn't that be a gnome, though? <laughs> and, uh, you know. Like a gnomish. I guess that would be more gnome. And you guys show up out of nowhere. You remember the scene, you know, and they were, like, growing that's, out of the flowers true. and shit. <laughs> that is true. So what was it like? Is it playing as a it goblin like a any movie. different? It's, uh, it's not... It, or is the goblin starting really, zone cool? Uh, the goblin starting zone is awesome. I mean, like, I, I'm in the area now. You know how... it's it's they They definitely took... You know, what they learned in the last couple expansions and that you have your starting areas get you through level 20 and then you get into the main world or whatever. And I'm still in that. I'm in the level, I'm like level 13 or whatever. So I'm past like the noob area and I'm into like the, the, the low zone area. And um, I wanted, I almost said like mid-level area, but with 82 levels now or 85 levels or whatever, then like mid-zone is a lot Yeah, if you didn't get to be. like level 13 now or you were doing it wrong. Yeah, exactly. You're not <laughs> trying to be the guy that hits 85 before the beta's over? <laughs> Fuck, no. God, no. But the that's my thing about like the, the way that these starting zones are though is that you go through them so fast it almost feels like a waste of art resources. I'm like, <laughs> really you like spent time on this? Because I just went through the whole thing in five minutes. But like there's all kinds of really cool shit that happens. You I mean can like take that shit to Dungeons and Dragons online, okay? <laughs> I had uh, heard that the goblin starting area has like a, a starting quest line kinda like the Death Knight stuff where it has like mm-hmm. a story to tell and it, it does. kind of like introduces you to their whole lore yeah. in a really clever way. And it does. Do that with the Worgen? I don't know. I haven't started the Worgen yet, but yeah, the Worgen apparently are like not completely finished yet either. Uh, so like the goblins are more finished than the Worgen. 
Um, but I uh, like the whole starting zone. I mean, like you destroy the area that you're in, the entire continent island that you're on, twice <laughs> as a goblin. <laughs> I mean, like they totally embrace the fact that goblins are like this ridiculously self-destructive race and you're on this island because you're mining this resource because the goblins are normally stupid but they have this resource that they make this fizzy soda drink out of that actually gives them ideas when they drink it and so it's like <laughs> right in the beginning it's like it's so like you'll find these LSD. like little yeah you'll find like these cans of soda around the island and uh, you click on it and then like if you drink one in your inventory you randomly yell out like in the yell channel you know like some random idea and it'll be like sticks with laser beams on them i've got it and then and then like somebody then like you'll just see a yell from somewhere else somebody will just like eureka a car with flying horns you know it's like it's just like it looks like it's almost like they put together you know like one of those things you find on a web that's like a random sentence strainer insert words here kind of thing and it's uh it's it's really really cool like they they really like just they're like all right we've done all the the serious kind of fantasy stuff or whatever and uh, the goblins were just going to be as totally fucking crazy as we can be. And it, it's really, really enjoyable because of it. And uh, they can do the soldier boy, right? The soldier boy? They can dance. Yeah, they can. <laughs> they can? Yeah. I didn't even notice. Like, I, that, that, man, I'm glad you mentioned that. because like rocked Matt's fucking world right did. Because it's like one of the first things I did when I would go in and like, do a new race is I'd do dance. And I'd want, and, like, check out their dance moves and be like, what can they do? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't even think of that. Oh <laughs> I, think the I think the goblin kind of does the soldier boy. Yeah, that's so sure, cool. Sure right. <laughs> man, it, everything you're mentioning sounds like right up my alley. Like yeah. self-destructive, addictive... Yeah, uh, Tourette's like <laughs> dancing. Uh, now, if it were just in a game that wasn't World of Warcraft, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why they're going to make the ultimate like fantasy racist squad of just yeah. asshole, insane, ruined day jerks. <laughs> I'm gonna love it. But, that, but that's like the uh, the Blizzard has totally figured out. You know that uh, grinding sucks and that everybody hates grinding. So we're just gonna like rocket you through the game as quick as possible. You know, it feels a lot. It feels like these levels, up until you get to the end game, I really think, especially when they release Cataclysm, it's going to feel like a single-player RPG the whole way through. Because they've got this, you know, this uh, this zone, um, I don't know what you call it, like zone-changing system, where after you complete a certain quest, then the zone changes for you. And, like, you can go yeah, into your, part... Your instance completely evolves to yeah. fit your level, right? Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. And uh, other people that aren't yet, there yet just don't see you, even if you're sort of physically in the same space or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that's a really cool concept, and it's the one thing that MMOs have always been missing. And they sort of embrace the fact that levels 1 to... Now to 85. Levels 1 to 85 are, like, one game. And then there's a totally different game once you hit level 85 that's, like old school grind your way to victory kind of thing. And I like that, you know, it's a, and I'm looking forward to cataclysm because they not only have they changed, not only do you have these new starting races, but they've changed all of the, the mid level stuff too. You know, like old Azeroth has been really heavily modified so that the zones that you used to go into and like, Oh fuck, you know, when you start a horde character, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I have to go into the barons and play the barons for the next 20 levels. I can't believe this shit. This stuff is so old. And finally, they've thrown all that stuff out, and you can fly in the old world. I mean, like, there's a lot of cool stuff that they're going to do. I'm looking forward to getting out of this, the the level 20 and below zone, to see like to see what I can see of the new changes. Well, this is like the idea that, that people used to have. Like, wouldn't it be really cool if they had world-changing events in MMOs? But how do you approach that? And it's a lot By more just doing it. Yeah, but yeah. it's a lot more complicated <laughs> than let's just change the world. Like, you know, 
the Matrix style, which was, <laughs> you know, yeah. the Matrix element style. It, it involves those like you know areas that only you can see if you're yeah. at a certain level. It exactly. Involve, it, it's tricky, and they've it finally done it correctly. Can you yeah. imagine? Yeah. Like what the news coverage will be like the day they finally shut down the World of Warcraft servers. Well, like, here's what I think is going on. Here's my theory, and this is going to prove true, is that. The cataclysm, and they 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 lead into it. I mean, Thomas. <laughs> they they lead into it. Like if like if you're kind of following the law, I'm sure I'm not the only one to think of this, but I don't like read any of the WoW sites or anything, so I think this is totally original. But that this whole thing is leading up to the entire destruction of the world, and that all of the all of the races that are in WoW right now are going to flee through some dimensional portal into into some new area or in some new world, and that's going to be WoW two. Like, I think Cataclysm is the first step or maybe the last step in WoW's epic history. And it's just going to be all blown up and destroyed. And that's going to be the end of it. But what if you want to play the old world? You just, like, said the nightmare of every Activision executive (laughs) in existence. (laughs) Uh, Unless they get everyone to switch switch over to WoW 2. Yeah, no. Well, what will happen is that, like, you know, WoW 1 and WoW 2 will transition because... Blizzard doesn't have any problem throwing all kinds of money into resources to make transitions between games seamless. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it wouldn't be a problem. Like, if people still want to play WoW, I'm sure they'll still let the WoW servers be up. And then it's like, if you want to transition into WoW 2, then, you know, maybe there's even a quest line that leads you from one into the other. Yeah, it won't be WoW 2. It'll just be WoW, whatever the name of the new land is. You know, yeah, like WoW probably. Nantucket. Right? <laughs> <laughs> WoW Rhode Island. It, was funny. it just won't be in Azeroth anymore. It was right. funny uh, when we were talking about it and we were wow, discussing a lot of the goblin stuff. Mm-hmm. I could almost quite literally see Tyler and Arthur, like, going over the their, their like, grocery list in their head. I could use some tomatoes. <laughs> some mozzarella. No, what I want to know is if Matt is a little bitter that all this is coming along right as he's getting back into a relationship. <laughs> uh, no, because, like, one of the things that I really enjoy about Blizzard's evolving game design is, like I said, they're making things quicker. You know, it's like, if you want to, yes, you can go spend four hours raiding in a dungeon, but now I can play this game. I can go in, I can play for three hours, get a really satisfying experience and leave, or, you know, just one hour or whatever. And it's the kind of thing where, um, yeah, they they still have some quests that are, like, group-specific, but uh, up until you get to the end of the game, or unless you really want to attack an instance early on, you never really have to group with anybody. You can just keep playing the game and keep, like, leveling up and gaining power and stuff like that. And like I said, in that sense, it still feels like a single-player RPG, which is the part of the game that I actually enjoy the most. Me too. WoW has always been the easiest MMO to log out of, yeah. which has been the nicest thing about it. And they've only I mean, made that better. I like it in the sense that I can chat with people, but it's you're sure. right. It's never been the type of game where I felt compelled like a half to group with people. Yeah. That's always been great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Up until the end game, anyway. So that's it for me. Tyler. Uh, so in, in addition to Crackdown 2, um, I checked out this pretty cool like flash game on newgrounds.com everyone's familiar with mm-hmm. uh the, the name of the game is called coma c-o-m-a uh like a coma that you are comatose in <laughs> uh, thank you for that elaboration <laughs> yeah. you know i don't know but uh go on <laughs> so the cool thing about this game is it's just sort of a 2d side scrolling um like puzzle platformer it's not it's not like platform intensive and it's not even really puzzle intensive the whole thing is it's like a really beautiful and pretty sounding game. 
Uh, that's the whole sort of draw to it. I mean, it's not going to rack your brain to solve anything. It's just mm-hmm. uh, it, it really, really cool animation. Every little scene has a it, it's it's got a very like story tell uh, storybook sort of illustrative look to it. it looks very like vector art and uh, just played that a little bit. Um, it's pretty cool. They do some really neat stuff with like lighting and uh, uh, it's fun. It's sounds fun. cool. I recommend it. Newgrounds. It's free. Nice. Easy. Yep. Easy free, to go. Free on play. Uh, it. Yeah. Damn. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sold. Uh, but yeah, it's got a lot of personality too. And then Crackdown 2, which yeah. I don't know, man. Playing that game, uh, you know, it's it's always easy to recommend sequels that we're not excited about to newcomers. You know, mm. oh, if you never played the first one, play a sequel. Yeah. I don't know if I would say that in this case. I still think I would. If you but, just don't even bother playing the first one, just jump into this one. How much Crackdown 2 have you played? Mm, like uh, the, I'm, I mean, I'm like a skill level 3 and like agility and stuff. I've played like right. 3 or 4 hours. Here, I mean, here's, here's I, the number I one. I think I'm with Tyler on this one. Still go for the first one? The platforming is just, it's worse. The mm. platforming is worse in Crackdown 2 than it was in Crackdown 1. I mean, you've probably played the most, Arthur. I, mean, I, I think, actually, Matt has probably played a little bit more than Do you guys still have. think yeah, you'd maybe, say, yeah. go with the first one? I don't know. I think uh, it's negligible. I don't think it matters. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so then it's, yeah. I think there, <laughs> are more, there, there are more interesting goals in the first game than there are in the second one. There are, but, you know, if you... I guess if you were really into the four-player co-op That's of the second say, one, right. that could be the big draw yeah. for you, maybe. Yeah. If you can find people that would actually play it with you. Yeah. <laughs> Even then, I mean, like when I was playing through some of the missions, and you know, you get that shotgun that like pushes everybody away. The UV, UV shotgun. UV, yeah. and, it and it's push like push everybody away. Well, you know, like yeah, enemies and stuff. I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, it's fun and all, but like, I mean, in, in my first mission, I was like shooting like 30, 30 zombies at a time, just up in the air, and I just felt like I was like, kind of like sweeping or something, like playing like <laughs> clean up the game, like if right. it was just not a gun <laughs> and. And it's like the dust bunnies just keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not even threatening. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of slightly annoyed by them. No, they are if you put it on a harder difficulty. I can imagine, but... Hmm. I don't feel like they're the kind of enemies that are more fun if they're more hard. No, though. they wouldn't be. Actually, it would be super annoying because, like, the the fact that they are kind of just nothing and just there at night means that they don't really impede the real fun of the game, which is the movement. I mean, the... That that game is all about like you know getting you around the city in bigger and better ways than you ever thought mm-hmm. that you could in this kind of game. You know, hmm. Crackdown so, did inspire me to go beat the Cromeracks in Borderlands. Uh, actually, <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> I was like, I'm bored. I want to do something I, fun. Yeah, I that <laughs> That's like the forever. one thing you never did in Borderlands, right? Yeah, it was the last thing, and wow. now I'm I'm so empty inside. <laughs> <laughs> did yeah. you play all the DLC? Oh, yeah. Did you play all the way through Mad Moxie? No, I might go back and do that, though. Oh, that just don't. sucked so badly. Just, it did. Know? Mad Moxie is But now, like... if I beat the Cromorax and I have sweet, pearlescent weapons, it's probably a lot better. Doesn't True. it scale? Uh, yeah, but the weapons, weapons you get are, are pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shotgun with a grenade launcher? I mean, come on. Mad Moxie <laughs> is just like such a ridiculous time sink. The, com- the, the music's great, though. Yeah, Mad Moxie was the one I never played, but the other two are fantastic. It's, gar- it's garbage. I played it for a long time. I, I, I didn't play it because I watched Arthur play it and he looked miserable. But so. uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was doing it for work. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was my review of Crackdown too. <laughs> played Borderlands. Borderlands. Borderlands is I'm awesome. giving this a seven because it convinced me to finish Borderlands. <laughs> Man, uh, nothing else, Tyler. Uh, no, nah. I. 
I just thought of something about coma that I didn't say that I thought was really cool that What's people that? might want to hear about. I forgot why I thought this game was cool, and then I remembered. Spill it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I want to know. So please tell us. So you're 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 just like this little like you look like a tick with like kind of like Rayman arms that just kind of float. Huh. So you you walk up to this little fairy and uh and it knows you and it's saying um uh your whole goal in the game is you're trying to rescue your sister from your dad who is like trying to suffocate her so he can like eat her and then you got to like walk up to your dad but then the fairy tells you not to let your dad know that you know that he has your sister right Tyler, the, I, I, it, 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 it's got like little dialogue boxes you can click on i have a I very f- important question for you to mention that were you high when you were playing this game? <laughs> it's just a real game. <laughs> it is a real game. It's Did funny. You feel high playing Coma, this that, game? Probably. The premise, the premise of, awesome, of that game actually. is yeah, is That's intense. Yeah, it's yeah, neat. it's it, it, it's neat. And when you like run up to little things, you know, their little dialogue boxes or you know the writing in them is it's it's, it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just thought it, it had this it had that really weird dark tinge to it because right after you find out that your dad's hiding your sister, the very next screen. Is your dad sitting there and he's like fishing in this little pond and you're like, uh, and he asks you about it directly and you have to like click that you know or you don't know. So I was like, nah, I don't know. You know. I have seen some really cool Flash games, man. They're just, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, really good Flash games, including some great adventure games. Like adventure games live really well Mm -hmm. in Flash. That's like Mm -hmm. where a lot of the great adventure games are coming from. The walls are coming down. Yeah, well, in general, (laughs) I think a lot of people think Flash games are really dumb because you'll see one that's like, ah, it's another tower defense. But there are some people out there doing. I mean, Arthur's known a guy that's made some pretty famous Flash creations. I mean, he went to school with him. Yep. So it has a. I well, bossed him around. <laughs> it has a, well, Flash. I'm I'm glad Flash is around. It has a, a low barrier to entry for people that want to experiment. Right. right. So, I mean, PB Winterbottom originated like the prototypes. Mm-hmm. As a Flash. Flash. We wouldn't have Super Meat Boy if it weren't for Flash. They had to completely redo the entire thing. I but, imagine, but. Yeah, I'm sure. So what have uh, what have you been playing? Fancy pants. Uh, I played more Singularity over the weekend. Oh, you did? I did. Did did you come to the realization that people were wrong? Yeah, I'm still still sitting pretty solidly, and the Singularity is not good. After category. you got your uh, TMZ <laughs> yeah, device. I got the TM. I got the T. I got the TMZ. That's when I exposed the private lives of celebrities. Oh, that sounds Maybe. awesome. <laughs> that would be a better game. Yeah. I'd play that game. That's. That's what the gun needed, man. It right. needed like the Lindsay Lohan gun. Like you shoot, turns it into Lindsay. Yeah, the sequ- that kind of just sounds like you're firing Lindsay Lohan at people. <laughs> <laughs> the then, sequel have Perez Hilton. And then in she it. drinks them or snorts them up or whatever. Um, <laughs> not for three months. Dave, Dave, I, I want to take a quick aside and say that Dave does think of really great video game ideas on a regular basis. What was the uh, one you were talking about the other day? No, no, no. I remember this was the one where there were six levels, <laughs> Dave's like and, 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 and like the sixth level was like magic magic. No, it was like the 28 forms of magic. Oh, well, I have to mention Dan Adams if I'm going to talk about this. This was his project. It was Gafargenfell. It was a fantasy game. There were the 36 realms of magic, and the last realm was magic's magic. And it's about a race of uh, dragons who ride humans around. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the last human rider. The last, yeah. the last human rider. Yeah, Gafargenfell, the last human rider. <laughs> 
We had cra- we had Crayola art for the and for are, the level, and, and are the dragons like super huge riding when they ride on the humans, or are they like they're human dragon size? size. Yeah, they're right. dragon size. And they're just riding little humans. On <laughs> 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 and the humans are just like <laughs> like Superman stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the humans Hell that yeah. I drew were just like arms at their sides, just like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, oh, I love geez. it. And the so dragons have guns too, of course. Oh, uh, why not? <laughs> yeah, right, so, that sounds like such a great. Sorry. So all of that was just much more enjoyable than the time I'm having the singularity. <laughs> I, but anyway, singular. I think yeah. it's it's people have people have asked me on Twitter. They said, "Well, you liked Wolfenstein. How can you not like this?" And it's just the gunplay isn't as solid. It's not. It's very twitchy. There doesn't feel like there's any weight to it. The guns just aren't as interesting. Uh, it relies pretty heavily on gore, but it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Like the nice thing about the gore in Wolfenstein, if if that's your thing, is that. When you shot somebody in the neck with a sniper mm-hmm. rifle, you got some pretty satisfying shit from that. <laughs> uh, and it just seems like Singularity depends it's a lot can, on it's that. It's just canned it, gore, though, isn't it? It I mean, is. You get some weird head explosions from punching a guy in the shoulder. Right, or... it's really... <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't look good. It's like there's no real weight to anything, and there's really awful Unreal Engine 3 blood that looks like sort of yeah. wild cherry Kool-Aid spilling yeah. all over the place. Um, so is it better or worse than that other time, time shift? I, you know what? I only played Time Shift for about five minutes, so I have that's no the big that's reference. the big head-to-head battle um, right there. Maybe I'll play Time Shift this weekend while Anthony is out of town. Yeah, well, that's um. um I don't need him here. I've got Time Shift. Well, I'm, I'm gonna. Oh god. <laughs> I'm gonna piss off that one listener again and bring bring the Transformers back around because I'm Do gonna it. say, there's a game <laughs> whose graphics really aren't the best. But the it, gameplay it totally works. makes up for it. I mean, the graphics are what the they guns, need to be. Yeah, what, but Wolf, I mean, like, Wolfenstein. No, in Transformers. Oh, okay, Transformers. Like the the, the gunplay feels really really good in that game. Mm-hmm. Who's this guy? And there's vi- so there's angry. visually there's visually interesting stuff happening in Transformers, like the way that yeah. the world constantly shifts and the way you interact with it. Mm-hmm. Like that is some Transformers ass shit that is happening. <laughs> I just all the puzzles feel really canned, and it's it's pretty much all just revolving to age this thing or make it new. Mm. or age it, push it around, make it new. And the enemies are just... It's just not fun. Sounds like a good idea that no one could find anything interesting to do with it. Right. What if we could age things? It just... It feels like (laughs) it was sort of pushed out, like, knowing full well that it wasn't going to do anything. It'd be cooler Mm. if you could age people. You can age people. Oh, you can just, like, make a soldier turn into a skeleton in front of you? Yeah. That is exactly what happens. Oh, really? (laughs) I was just making that shit up. (laughs) Awesome. And then you're like, how could that not be the greatest game ever? Exactly. Is it obvious? Can I turn him into a baby? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Turn him into a baby and then make an old baby. No way. <laughs> you should be able to like... That'll be next gen. You should be able to Benjamin button them. Yeah. You, age yeah. them you age them so much they're born again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be so funny to turn them into babies. Or just give the them an old right arm. <laughs> they, it's just like... <laughs> Depending on their religion, like if they're Buddhist and they come back, like you age them into a butterfly or like... Yeah. I, like the, or I think Dave's onto something though. Aging like a specific body part. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Give you baby legs. <laughs> that would be messed up. That would be so messed that up. Would be, that would be a better game. Uh, I just don't understand what people are seeing in it. Uh, again, maybe it's because I'm playing on P- on PC and like the controller helps lend more weight to it. I don't know. Don't look at me like I'm retarded. I don't. I'm just looking at you like you're making excuses for it. You don't like it. I'm. Don't like I'm it. trying to be fair. To this game, because Raven has made games that I've enjoyed. And it was and a labor of love, right? It was the thing they've been working right, on. Right, it was the thing that they apparently started without telling Activision, which is why Activision let it float out to die 
without even uh, giving it the benefit of a Viking funeral of an ad campaign. It just <laughs> we got, I mean, we got that game the day it came out in Europe. Hmm. That's another game that came out like three or four days early in Europe. And every ga- I feel like every game that's done that over the last year has flopped like really hard. Hmm. Well, I don't like, know if much could have been done about this one. Like Saboteur did that. Um, uh, well, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're all on sort of the same scale well, of like, well, what are you going to do? You know, put a million, do- put a billion dollars behind it and market right. the hell out of it. It's still going to be an okay game. Well, I mean, hi, prototype says hello. Like Activision put a lot of money behind prototype. Yeah, that was that was slightly more polished. I thought. Yeah, there was more interesting going on in prototype. I just didn't think it was very fun. It had bomb ass cinematics I and think, whatnot. I think the, the, main, uh, the main problem is, you know, a lot of people talk about shooter fatigue and how, uh, you know, we get so many shooters that look a lot alike. If, if you don't really stand out, yeah. you, you know, it's you just know, not going to stand out. People say, like, the idea of shooter fatigue to me is like the idea of masturbation fatigue to Anthony. That is just not going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, could, you could rip it off. Or to me. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't be fatigue. That'd be just like a crippling injury. The way I look at it is God gave me a right and a left hand for me. <laughs> you have a girlfriend what? now. You don't need any of that shit. She uh, lives in D.C. And even if she didn't, <laughs> no one does it like better than me. <laughs> Nobody um, does it so if, better. If you had the TMZ, you'd have to watch out because you might age your balls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure someone already aged my penis. <laughs> you mean, like, backwards? Or? Yeah. So uh, by the time you're, like, 45, it'll be adult? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. So yeah, I, I, I'll I, probably play some more of it. Uh, I don't know. The, just the weapon upgrades just seem very predictable. And everything about it just feels really predictable. Like, I bet at some point I'll have to battle the last boss and with his own time powers. Call me crazy. I think it might happen. No way. <laughs> I, could, I just have you are fucking crazy I have ambivalence towards time travel like in games because I feel like it's just another thing like just like time travel in movies it's been done so often and so it's and nobody can do it as well as Blinks right it's just implemented so poorly in what everything the fuck is that Blinks the time sleeper yeah it was an Xbox it's platformer the cat the cat with the time yeah. the cat with a time vacuum cleaner yeah. dude you don't remember that only possible <laughs> you really possible are the, with the power of the Xbox that was the most iconic character ever you are pretty much the king of shit games <laughs> you take Man, that back there were a lot of people you had a time vacuum cleaner there were a lot of people that put a lot of hope into Blinks the time sweeper uh, a wow. lot of Xbox partisanship Wow. I still stand by it. Um, PlayStation 1 sucks. <laughs> PlayStation 2, you mean? Whatever. Blinks the time sweeper rules. <laughs> Voodoo Vance, fuck you! Um, uh, meanwhile, I've also been playing a pair of manly games. Uh, I'm reviewing Serious Sam HD, the second encounter for IGN. Mm-hmm. I liked, uh, I liked Serious Sam back in the day. What platform is that? That is a Serious Sam-ass Serious Sam game. Uh, it's PC, PC, but it's also coming to Xbox Live next week, I think. Yeah, next something. Not part of the summer of arcade, ironically enough. Well, um, well, it's not yeah. surprising. It's it's very old school, which might, is might not have to do with quality as much as the summer of arcade is all fifteen dollars this year as well. So yeah. right, and also everything on summer of arcade has to be three sixty exclusive for a yes. time. Um, hmm. Can I ask you guys something that's a bit of an off topic? Yes. Uh, no. Death Spank came out today, right? Yes, Has did. anyone played that? What's no, what's, really what's the to. word on the street? Yeah, I I've really heard want it. To. I've heard it's fun. What is the word on the street? Christine played that, I believe. I heard it's fun. 
yeah. It looks I know good. if you go to deathspank.com, you see the IGN score <laughs> on the front page. Zero. <laughs> Who reviewed it? <laughs> I don't know. Christine. Christine, oh, what did she give it? I think. An 8.5 no is what you? it got from IGN. So. Interesting. TLDR. Sorry. I, I was just thinking, because you were talking about Summer of Arcade. Well, I, I think people can expect to hear about it uh, yeah. next week. Right. Okay. I, I bought it, so I plan Oh, on did you? It. Did yeah. you buy it today at work? Yeah, I did. So I plan on playing it. It's cute up to download when you get home. It's exactly cool. right. Um, yeah, uh, Serious Sam HD, The Second Encounter, is a very old school in the style of Doom and... Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Duke Nukem 3D. Super fast. Uh, very fast. Very very cheap in the way that it will kill you. Very. You better be quick saving every 45 seconds. The uh, it's the uh, the backpedal circle circle strafe school of shooters. Right. Right. Uh, there is the ability to make the camera third person. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that in that game. Uh, because it makes the game a hell of a lot more manageable when there's a lot of stuff on screen, and also really? it makes the chainsaw godlike. Uh, I feel a like a fucking matador sidestepping <laughs> things with a chainsaw <laughs> in that game. Are there uh, silly weapons in this game? I can never played in the series. There no. always was in the last no, one. The Serious Sam games were never really about silly weapons. Oh, dude, have you played a Serious Sam? Yeah, they were yes. pretty I mean, insane. They you had like, a you had well, a cannon that fired out a cannon. Like, so you're holding a you're holding like an old right, school cannon right. that fires out a cannonball that's bigger than you are <laughs> that rolls like until it hits something and just crushes everything in its path. Right, but like everything else weapon. is very standard first person shooter stuff. It's like you have no. a knife, a chainsaw, a gun, two guns. Yeah, but they're uh, all. Yeah, I mean, but they all are. They're ridiculous in the way that they work, though. I mean, that's the thing. Is that like, yes, you have a rocket launcher, but it, you know, it's uh, it's just insane the way that it fires and how many rockets you can fire, and like the whole game is just like, uh, all about over the top. I have all but like four weapons in yeah. the game so far, and I'm still in the first level. Right. Uh, well, they always do that too. Is that they they Metroid you like several times in that game? Right. At least they used to in the old ones. Um. But it's very, like, Monster Closet, it's like, if you see a power-up in the middle of a field and you pick it oh, up, yeah. you, or there's going it's to be a pain in your future. You hear people <laughs> screaming and start running out right, of your bombs. Right, exactly. Yeah. The, um, I love that part of it. I remember playing the first Serious Sam back when I was working at GameSpy, and this was, like, 2001? Was that when the first one came out? Something like that? Thereabouts, yeah. And, yeah, and... Uh, there was it was, and it was co-op, which was, like, a huge thing back then because, you know, we, we were playing four-player co-op. And... Uh, there was a, we're walking into this room and there's a, there's like a piece of armor in the middle of the floor and somebody goes I'm gonna get the thing and somebody else goes don't get the thing because <laughs> <laughs> you know you just yeah. knew in that day what was gonna happen and they, yeah in this one I think yeah. you basically play as like cyborg village people if you're playing co-op uh. like because they're all on the cover of the game <laughs> right best game ever uh, just don't get the thing right don't get the thing I mean it's all about finding secrets that are hidden in very weird esoteric ways and also very is old it school. very old school in the sense that it's like you need the red key card for the red door uh i mean it's never or it's almost never red key card but it's like you have to pick up these two different things and bring them back to this spot and every time you leave that spot and come back there's going to be a new huge enemy for you to kill <laughs> okay. that will fucking start firing away firing at you from about yeah. a mile away yep. serious sam is weird though because it felt like it was always a response and extension of what was going on at the time like it was kind of a parody of the game you were playing seriously right that's... <laughs> and now it's just old it's, just, it's, like, it's the dude in high school that follows the other kids around and just mocks them by imitating them in the most insincere way possible. Yeah, but now, you know, he's unemployed or whatever. <laughs> well, he's, like, he's still working at Burger King. Yeah. It's Clerks 2. <laughs> oh. 
It's the Clerks 2 of shooters. Serious and HD 2, whatever the hell it is. Right. It's uh, the Clerks 2 of shooters. That's, that's so good. <laughs> Box quote. That's so I mean, good. There's, there's certainly fun to be had. Um, but it's just, it's a very different kind of shooter than what we're used to now. Yeah. Where literally I always have my index finger right next to F6 so I can quick save all the time. Uh, because yeah. it is the kind of game that will just kill you. Like, if you do something even the slightest bit wrong, it'll kill you. The best thing about, like, those old school shooters, though, that you were quick saving all the time is when you quick save, like, two At seconds from a time. death. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it becomes, like, yeah. a race to see if you can avoid that last projectile. Yeah, you're just, yeah. Holding, you're just holding, like, strafe left as right. I spawn. Please let me live. You just get to watch yourself die over and over again as you reload. Right, but this... this like slots like a million quick saves oh wow so i can just go backwards saves every frame right (laughs) uh i haven't played it on 360 yet but i imagine i will before i put that review up i think it's probably going to be the same i hope you can do third person on 360 even if it is a little broken Hmm. like Hmm. if there's tall grass and you're in third person it will easily just cover up like a third of the screen if you tilt up a little bit oh Uh, wow yeah yeah uh i'm also playing the unofficial frontrunner for manliest game of the year which is Captain Blood oh man there's going to be some Captain Blood talk on this there's podcast there's going to be some Captain Blood wow. you told me there's no embargo for oh, Captain Blood so let's fucking Captain Blood this shit up there's no anything for uh, Captain Blood <laughs> <laughs> there is only Blood uh, Captain Blood is like uh, the band Death Clock made a video game about pirates starring Nathan Explosion I would like to take one second though before people shit all over it for its name that Arthur did point out to me this morning Captain Blood was a real person. Well, mm-hmm. no. First, there were there were a trilogy of books in the '30s uh, called Captain Blood, like that were stories about a character that was a amalgam of several pirate characters that were real, including uh, Captain Morgan, you know, of the rum. <laughs> so you're basically playing as Captain Morgan in this game. I have no problem nice. with that. Uh, yeah. A pirate named Paul Blood. So there was a person with blood as their last name. Yes. The point I'm trying to make it isn't such a. There were the Bloods were a storied line. That stole right. the crown jewels of England and were pardoned by the king for their audacity. They pretty much nice. had to be pirates, though. Right. Yeah. Uh, Come on. Yeah. So, you can't uh, do anything else with a surname like that. You're not yeah. Gonna be a, like an account- yeah. What are you going to do if your last yeah. name is Blood? You're not going to be a clerk. <laughs> You're going to be a fucking pirate. I'm, uh, C- I'm CPA Blood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Blood? He is a doctor. He is Dr. Blood. Wow, that's yeah. even better. That is, that's so you're a doctor awesome. and a pirate? Yes. You are a doctor who carries a comically <laughs> large musket on your hip at all times. It's true. And, and never takes it off. He always fires from the hip. So every time he fires, it looks like he's thrusting his dick in front of him and just like blowing like <laughs> buckshot out of it. It's great. This sounds like the lies I tell at bars when I'm drunk. <laughs> it, it pretty much is. What are you? I'm a pirate and a doctor. <laughs> What's it to you? It, this, it, also, I own the moon. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> it is Captain Morgan the game. Uh, so you play as a pirate. The, the combat is very much like God of War. Uh, you have executions where you grab people and do stuff to them, which can range from... Uh, punching them in the face 30 times until it explodes. Right. That's my favorite one. They're <laughs> uh, not making that up. Is, uh, <laughs> is elbowing them in the face and pulling them close and like just slamming your crotch forward with a musket a few times and just shooting them over and over again. It looks like you're, you're face-fucking. Yeah. Right, it looks like you're face-fucking. Ocular penetration. Yes. Yes. Fucking them in the eye socket for those. Um. I don't know what ocular means. Uh, <laughs> and then there's a section where you are single-handedly manning every cannon on your stolen pirate ship. I was going to say the background. Nice. As you fend off an armada of Spanish pirate ships around you. <laughs> Cannonball just, chain gun. 
Right. (laughs) I don't know. Is that in there? I didn't see that yet. I've heard it is. The back back of the box describes the sea combat as fascinating. Right. Is that how you you would describe it? uh, It's something. Uh, So this is a game from 1C. Yes. We've talked about 1C, I think, on the podcast before. They are completely vertically integrated Russian developer, publisher, and retailer. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, They're the Activision of Russia. If Activision Activision was run by a bunch of fucking mafia types. Activision owned GameStop and and you. Then they would be. Imagine that the (laughs) Russian family in a history or of uh, Eastern Promises owned a game company, and that would be 1C. Yeah. Do they have a magazine? They should have a 1C magazine. It wouldn't surprise me if they do. But we don't give their, you know, we don't pay a lot of attention to one C when they right because most of the stuff they put out appeals hardcore, to a very war specific, simulator. yeah, very specific mm. niche in Eastern Europe as far as PC games, like rig and roll, hardcore, and, and a lot of their games simulator. come out over here <laughs> under different publishers. Like IL Two came yeah. out via Five Hundred Five Games mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. So, but this one, this started on Xbox originally, and then they said, you know what, fuck it, we'll push it back to three hundred and sixty, and it's been in development ever since. <laughs> wow. What do you think? It, what, what did we decide it kind of looks like? A Prince of Persia? You thought it looked kind of like Prince of Persia. I think it actually looks a lot Prince like Persia. Fable. Mm-hmm. I agree. Fable, actually. Huh. Like, that's a much better description. Like, imagine Fable if it had its dick out and it was just like rubbing it on everyone's <laughs> legs. That's what that I do in what Fable. what Captain Blood looks that's like. That's exactly what I do in Fable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's one of the specific emotic, like, emotes. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's for Fable 3. What I will say about that game, <laughs> though, connect. Is, was watching Arthur play it. It looked hard. Even it is, on normal, it was hard. It is really hard. So the second section of the game I played, you play as uh, Captain Blood's first mate, Walt. <laughs> uh, and he can't grab people and execute them. He can't fire a gun. He just runs around with, like, a a knife attached to his forearm and gets the shit beaten out of him over and over again. But he gets life back. When he gets the beat shit, yeah. out, of his yeah. shit beat out of him? You don't want your mate to always be one-upping you. Right. Yeah. True. You know, you want to just I mean, it could just be that good. he wants a yeah. girly-looking dude next to him for those long nights at sea. <laughs> I'm not judging. Not that there's uh, anything wrong with it. No, not that there's anything wrong with that. But uh, I am Walt. I think roar. Matt just came out on the podcast, folks. <laughs> uh... <laughs> So uh, basically, uh, well, <laughs> you you played a good game, yeah. <laughs> kept it, kept up the uh, the act for as long as you could. Uh, so he just got I just got my ass kicked over and over again as Walt because the musketeers that ordinarily I would just completely behead as Captain Blood, John Blood, to his <laughs> friends, uh, would just slap me in the face with a musket and then shoot me over and over again and. Yeah, it, it took me like 40 minutes to get past that section. Did you find yourself yelling, Walt! I was like, fuck! I haven't Arthur yelled at a game like that in a while. Have you seen my boy? I don't like Lost either. Yeah, I was going to say, Arthur's not big in the Lost jokes. but right. uh, I have to take the boy. But uh, what did you uh, did you think that like beyond being hard, though, and stuff, I mean... Did it, did it seem cool to you? I mean, I know that it wasn't exactly uh, you know the what? most it's polished not, I don't demo. even know that it's going to be good. It's just going to be awesome. It's just the surprisingly weird kind of cool game that just doesn't exist anymore. Right, it's you don't really, get games under the radar. It's now, really yeah. mechanically like mechanically functional. People have been bitching lately about using the word mechanically functional. Like The buttons respond really well when you're pressing them, and the combat uh, interactions between you and other enemies feel right. Like It doesn't feel like you're stuck in attacks. You can always roll away. There's a weight to your attacks when you swing them, and that's something that a lot of character action games actually fuck up, mm-hmm. um, including well, God of War sometimes. 
But well, uh, you know, like with uh, with God of War and with like Dante's Inferno, you know, they have that thing where you, when you swing your weapon and it hits something, there's that momentary frame hitch with mm-hmm, a little right. bit of screen shake, and it makes it feel like, oh, there was an impact there. Right, and that's all there, uh, and it's always kind of cool to be swinging your your sword around or whatever weapon you stole, and then just lean yourself back like you're in a fucking rap video and like <laughs> jut your penis forward and fire your musket. <laughs> Do you feel like a if it gets really localized and stuff, that some of the charm will be lost from it. Like when they're not Russian-speaking pirates and stuff. <laughs> I, you know what? I've got to figure that the voice acting will be so awful if it comes over here in English <laughs> that it'll be fine. Right now, it's all in Russian. Yeah, which I thought made it, even, like, I made it really silly and funny to watch. stay that way. Which is really yeah, weird title, considering subtitles. that you're an Englishman yeah. and all the enemies are Spanish so far. So, <laughs> uh, is it subtitled? It's, yeah, some it of it is, and then some parts say translation needed. So oh, this is still oh, okay. very much a preview build, gotcha, but according gotcha. to PR, it's coming out this year here. Huh. Cool. Um, <laughs> so it's a it's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't I don't know that it's good, <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah, it's like the B movie that's really fun to watch. Right, like mm. Predators. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I've been playing. I don't think Predators was meant to be a B movie. I'm pretty sure it was meant to be a B movie. It was produced by Robert Fucking Rodriguez. Oh, okay. Producer of such hits as Machete, right, and, and Spy Terror Kids, and Spy Kids. Yeah. Oh, Spy Kids movies. I like pretty Spy good. Kids. Yeah, those are Desperado, Once Upon a yeah. Time in Mexico. Yeah. Um, cool. And you haven't been playing anything. I've been. Pl- I've only been playing a ton of Dark Star One, and that's technically embargoed until next Tuesday. So, but uh, you know, it's Dark Star One. So. Uh, <laughs> can I ask you, is it better than 99 Nights 2? It is It is infinitely better than 99 Nights. Would you give that a zero? 99 Nights? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get, what did you give that, a three? I gave it a four, I think. That's too high. I have heard Anthony say that he feels that he may have overrated that game. That mm. game didn't look any, any, any sorts of good. That's yeah. another game we didn't get until after it came out. Well, also, why did they make a sequel, first of all? They were probably contracted to. Yeah, I, don't I noticed Microsoft didn't publish it this time. No, because it was done by different people, wasn't it? I think it was still done by the same people. I don't know. I don't know why they did another sequel, man. Do you ever wonder what it's like to work on a super shitty game, fucking shitty game, and then to make a second one? Oh, a second one, no. <laughs> I, I, you know, I kind of. Do we know what Famitsu gave Ninety Nine Nights to? Like depends on how much. Depends on how much. Yeah, I was going to say it depends on how much they were paid. Right. Well, a that's zero the thing. because I mean, it's a if, Korean game. <laughs> yeah, good point. No, it's made by a bunch of Japanese people. Is no, it? it's, I thought it was made by Koreans. I'm almost positive. I'm sure that some stuff was done in Korea, but I thought the developer's a Korean developer. Yeah, That's the like art style to me comes off as the difference between Korean and Japanese anim- style. Mm-hmm. Seems like Korean is a lot more like fantastical. I don't know if I'm just pulling maybe, that out maybe of you just think, maybe you just think it's Korean because you know of its Dynasty Warriors <laughs> gameplay. Yeah, I just had heard that the developer of Ninety Nine Nights was a Korean developer. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. So, I do not know. Anyways, yeah, I haven't really been playing anything. Ton of Dark Star One, which you know I took from as the assignment, and uh, thought it was going to be short. But that game is, I will say, like I'm not reviewing, but that you've, game is epically you've long. You've played so many hours. It's true. I go home and wow. I play it every day after work too. <laughs> wow. and it's, it's just it's really long. Wow. It's like you're so. actually in space. It's true. <laughs> system system. Yeah. Dying slowly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. So uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll do some Twitter topics. We're uh, ready. Yeah. 
Okay, hello. Welcome back. We're, we, we took some Twitter topics, and I have those ready. And I peed. Um, so the first one that uh, you were we're going to talk about is from Red Dead. So is Tyler. Red Dead Ricardo. And he says... <laughs> That's awesome name. He says, uh, what games did you have fond memories of that didn't hold up when you revisited it? So I, I recently played Black again, and that game still is fun. Not as fun as I remembered it, mm. but it still sucks. There's one part in that game that still is like the game ending part for me, even today. Mm. But I mean, a game that hasn't held up very well, anything on 64. You go back and play anything <laughs> on 64 and you're like, wow, I can't even believe I used to be able to look at this. Anything in 3D <laughs> on PlayStation or Saturn. Mm. The, um, I, the ultimate one for me is always going to be Altered Beast. Because uh, like, I seriously, when I was a kid, that thought was that so game awesome. was the shit. Matt <laughs> just fucking won the conversation. Me too. And then I bought it for GBA. Yeah. I remember I went out and bought it for GBA. That was, was a like, particularly awful version of the game too. I was just crushed. <laughs> yeah, like in like yeah, I thought that game was the shit. And when I went back and played it, it literally was shit. Yeah. So. Hmm. And I do mean literally. It was a steaming pile of poop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, but I, I still think yeah, anything for sixty four, anything three D for PlayStation, like Arthur's saying. Looks mm. really terrible now. I don't even <laughs> want to go back and play certain old like like I thought. Ever, I remember EverQuest looking really good, and I went back I like never a year thought ago. That game looked good, and it looked it looked so terrible. That like, game always looked like ass. I just don't understand how my mental disconnect is so far. It's it's because you were like you were on the drugs at the time. By <laughs> drugs, I mean EverQuest. Yeah, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, that's a good one. The low times. Yeah, I seriously don't think that would hold up for me either anymore. Um, I never really enjoyed that game, but I've definitely heard people tell me that it doesn't hold up for them when they were just fucking in love with that game. Mm. All right, so Jim Warren Feltz on Twitter says, Best missed opportunities, i.e. singularity and alpha protocol. Basically games that you wish were good. Like, for me... All the, of them? No, no, no. Oh, come on. But, I mean, there's some that, like, you, wow, in, particular had, you in particular <laughs> had, like, your heart set on. Prototype. Would have been nice if it had been good. For me, it was Metro 2033. It wasn't a bad game, but I had just had my hopes that this was going to be like this fucking epic, awesome <laughs> game, and then it was just okay. For me, like all the time, I, I'm always so hungry for an RPG that I'm always like getting RPGs off Steam or something like that that I want to be good, and there's not a single one that ever is. Yeah. Grandia 3. Really? Was that not good? Grandia 2 was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, it was it, I will fight you no, on no, this no, table. I mean, three, three was okay. It was dis disappointing. Don't you take Grandia to Hawaii? I hope I'm getting my sequel numbers right. But uh, yeah, that was disappointing. And a long line of disappointing JRPGs of that year. Oh. Uh, I remember that was, you know, I just kept buying them and they kept being boring. And I was like, mm. did I ever like this genre? I can't remember. What's going on here? Uh, I have another one in that vein Chrono Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that I mean, of course we all want all games Kingdom to be good, Hearts too. but just uh, maybe one that you had staked a particular bit of yourself in. Every sequel yeah. to Secret of Mana. Mm. I've wanted a Prince of Persia game to be good for a long time now. I you like, didn't like the 2008 Prince of Persia? That's one I didn't play. Oh. I liked the most recent one myself. Yeah. So. I bought that recently and still haven't played it. Hmm. Yeah, hey, you can't think of one like in recent that you were like... I really, that, you know, you had a personal little heart on for Saboteur. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. I really, mm -hmm. I want, I was really looking forward to the Saboteur, especially after playing at Comic Con last year. But uh, mm -hmm. they didn't fix anything that was a problem at Comic Con. <laughs> it actually got worse. 
Oops. Crackdown. That's another one for me that I, oh, I yeah. was like. Crackdown too. Right. Yeah. Mm, I don't hate, but. Yeah. I guess, yeah. man, the mental process of blocking Crackdown out from my memory has begun. <laughs> <in the next. laughs> um, you reformatted uh, that part of your hard disk space. I think for PC gamers, everything that came out of Troika, where they really wish. Who, what did they do? Yeah, they did a. Arcanum, Arcanum. Oh yeah, Arcanum was and they awesome. Did a, yeah, but it was buggy as fuck. Yeah, it was but totally if broken. you patched it and then downloaded some community um, patches, think <laughs> 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 you could eventually fix it through like right. wizardry and hackery. Also, Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines is one of my favorite PC games uh, ever, but it's just totally broken. Yeah, it is. Um, Ion Storm. Yeah. <laughs> everything they did. Everything Ion Storm did. <laughs> right. Everything Obsidian has done, basically. Yeah. Has I, also, been broken. I also think that both both uh Ubisoft's been really bad about it this generation too. Both Ghost Recon and Rainbow Six Vegas, like both of those sequels were like what? Like, Someone got so this? mad at me on it's on Twitter for talking about how Rainbow Six Vegas two is not good. It's not that it's not good, it's 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 fine, but it's it's it was it was a step backwards from the first one. You have to look so past a lot of things. You can find the fun in that game. And then I someone else, I did, I did. But, someone else yeah. said, fuck you to me and told me that Bioshock 2 is awesome and better than the first game in every way. See, uh, mm. yeah. People are entitled to their wrong opinions. Right. Okay, so Jojo Fett, 16. He says... Uh, <laughs> of course you read he that. Wa- he's, well, he, he says games that made you get a system. Like, is there any particular... like I, Besides the fact that recently we're all kind of whores... <laughs> kind of want multiple systems. Yeah. But like back in the day, for me, it was uh, on PS2, it was actually, it was actually this game called Kango, which ended up being awful, but it was a launch title. And <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought me and my friends, because we didn't read any video game sites or ma- hardly. It was going to be Bushido Blade. That's what right? we thought. We thought it was yeah. going to be Bushido Blade. The, oh, the, and so we nice. all pitched in. Yeah. I bought the PS3. Someone bought the game. Another person bought a controller. PS2, yeah. PS2. Yeah. And we all pitched in on this and. Dude. It was such a disappointment. Wow! So that was like a collective, like a collective disappointment. We yeah. all went back to my friend Joseph's house. We had all like canceled our plans oh. for that night. I think I've had reasons for every system since the Super Nintendo. Like Legend of Zelda, was, a Link to the Past was my reason for wanting a Super Nintendo. Mm. Um, I, I wanted a Wii for Red Steel. <laughs> oh. I remember that night. <clears throat> we waited outside that fucking GameStop in that mall on a hard floor for that shit to open, oh. and we had one of the easier times of getting a Wii. I wanted yeah. it for nights. Really? Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> that's totally. I, I wanted a Saturn for Panzer Dragoon. Uh, but that didn't. That was good reason. But, though. but, yeah. but you were totally made a legitimate purchase in that case. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you um, played, if you played Saga, then you were like the greatest system of all time. Right. <laughs> Behold. Here's, <laughs> here's one that will uh, mark me in the annals of shame. Uh, my fir- my launch game for Dreamcast was Blue Stinger. Uh, I don't uh, even know what that I is. I wanted a Dreamcast, even though I never got one. At least it wasn't Godzilla. For, uh, mm, true. For, for Code Veronica. I wanted a Dreamcast. Code Veronica was good. Because that, that was the one that my local the Baggages store demoed the Dreamcast with. Babbages? Babbages. 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 That was the one they demoed it with, and it, it was so Yeah, cool. that was my game, first game on Dreamcast. I, I was like, this is totally sweet. I got an Xbox for Halo. I could tell you that I the only reason why I haven't sold my PS3 is for the Last Guardian. Really? That's the only reason. I can believe that. The only yeah. one reason. I um <laughs> I want I bought a um a PS1 for Final Fantasy 7. 
Yeah, that's all the reason I bought a, a PS1. That's a lot of, well. That was late, will... late, late in the cycle for me, me too. too. Yeah, yeah, it was, I was for like, me too. Fine, all right, Saturn sucks, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, I should have known when you expressed your Panzer Dragoon enthusiasm I, that you were I, a, played a giant Saturn kid. I played Dragon Force 2,000 times at that point. <laughs> finally had to... You're just one of those up. kids that was waiting yeah. 18 months for the Saturn version of... Uh, Castlevania. We no, have. I was waiting for Burning Rangers to show up in Shining Force Trilogy, but they only oh made one God, of them, and then you couldn't House play the rest. <laughs> <laughs> they only translated the first one. Oh, man, Why? Power Slave shows the, the true power of the Saturn. Um, so we should do a few more, because uh, my both my phone and my laptop are about to die. Uh-oh. So, Owned. stupid laptop battery. Um, okay. I can pull more up on this. Okay, good. So... God Emperor Bubba says, how about games you wish didn't have sequels? For instance, he says the DXS series should have stopped at the first and Final Fantasy at the ninth. What? what were we all just talking about, too? Crackdown. <laughs> they, they didn't need the sequel. something should have stopped at the ninth is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. yeah the just... perfect rounded out number. <laughs> 14 is blasphemy, was that? but nine. I, I missed it. Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Oh. Yeah, he said Final Fantasy nine. That basically is just like, I yeah. 22 like games in a series is where you should stop. Uh, <laughs> could have lived without Resident Evil since four... I disagree about Deus Ex. You know what? You forgot something you were playing this week, which is you and Paul fucking powered through Resident Evil 5. Yeah, and it's still good. There's not much more to say about that. I mean, it has its shitty parts, but as a co-op game, it's a great co-op game. It is great as co-op. I mean, I would never play it by myself, ever. No, me either. But as a a co-op game, it is really fun. Plus, it's got the gun show. A what? The it gun does show. have the gun show. Oh, the yeah. Whole time. That guy has the hugest arms. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's frankly quite disgusting. And yeah. Sheva has the tightest ass of any character in a video just, game ever. His arms, man, they just don't make any sense. No, you they, look just, at they really don't. They, they, they are literally inhuman. He, he, makes, needs to he, be, uh, he needs to be shot by the baby arm gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he makes Marcus Phoenix look like Professor Frank. That's <laughs> true. Um, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. I don't have any particular ones that I don't think should have been made into sequels. I mean, well, maybe Rainbow Six Vegas. They could have just stopped after the first one. I know they couldn't because they left a fucking cliffhanger ending at the end of Rainbow Six Vegas. They had to make (laughs) plus it ties into the Hawk storyline. Does it really? (laughs) Duh. (laughs) I think he's he's right. Actually, who gives a fuck? Remember that part where the plane goes by in the background? Uh Yes, I do. Actually, yeah, Hawks. Oh, God. <laughs> no, there, there are uh, like the only games that I can think of that I don't really want sequels for don't have sequels, and that would be like Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. You don't want sequels for those games. No, no, mm. you don't. Um, it, or unless they're called like Retribution. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Eco Retribution. <laughs> Here, here's a random one. Uh, what is your favorite NES game? That one comes from Mongol O five. Fuck. <laughs> pinball. Fuck. Definitely pinball. Really? I played no. shit. Okay, I was going to say, are you like both being serious right now? <laughs> I did play a lot of pinball because I only owned pinball for a long time. <laughs> I don't... Like, how do you quantify that? Like, how much time you spend playing it? Because if that's the case, fucking Castlevania 2. Well, I was going to say, because if that's the case, pinball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it's, it's definitely... Uh, it's got to be Contra, just because that was the. If we were going to go off of games, I spent I spent the most time with my friends oh, playing Contra. Man, remember uh, when Konami made good games? I think I think mine was uh, 
And mine was Metroid. It was definitely Metroid. I mean, I played one. I played more Zelda than I played Metroid, but Metroid was the game that I loved the most back then. Okay. Captain Zesty, he he wrote in with a <laughs> with a hot topic. He said, uh, "What about a torrid topic?" Yeah, it said games everybody <laughs> thought would be awesome, but you and you ended up being right. And he says his was Brutal Legend. Oh, oh that's oh. a rough one. It is a rough one, mainly because it makes me sad that Brutal Legend wasn't good. Yeah, oh, man, I don't even know what that would be. Games. A game that everyone else thought would be yeah, awesome. it's gonna be so cool, and you were like, "No, nah, it's it's really not." Like I, I don't know. Oh, Haze. Uh, Good call. Well, I thought Hayes was going to suck as soon as we ever played it. As far as sales go, Unreal Tournament 3. Yeah. Unreal Tournament 3 just wasn't that fun. Right. I don't know. Everyone thought that game was going to be what turned it around for PS3 that winter. Oh, Um, I know. Demon's Souls. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you didn't like it? That game's awful. I didn't like it either. Thank you. We're going to get so much hate. Also, also, (laughs) Also, hate Demon's Souls. It's a pile of garbage. I'm going to go out of a limb and put my reputation and and try and do a predictor of a yeah. game that I think is that yeah. hasn't come out yet, but go it's going it. to do oh, Do we all want to make that prediction? That could be fun. <laughs> Let's end some friendships. I, I think uh, Gran Turismo 5 is going to land with not much of a splash. More of a... I'm, I will fucking bet you money that you are wrong on that one. More of a... I think Demon's Souls 2 is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, Matt, do you have one that you everyone else thinks could be good, but you think is going to flop? I don't know. These these days, I don't think very far out. I'm oh, sort of see us tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. There was a lot of crazy a crazy hype over the uh, original PS3 lineup that later turned out to be you know kind of goofy bunk. Heavenly <laughs> Sword. Yeah. Well, uh, well, this was before. Good. This was before they existed. You know, remember the whole like fake reel and everything. Right. Uh, and, it, yeah. and I was the one guy in the office going, "Guys, this is you know we don't even know who made these CG movies. Like I, they all look the same, so it's it's likely that they're the same house. And you know this this could even not be indicative of gameplay. Well, like uh, we should just like hold back a little bit. And people were like, "You're just a you're just an Xbox fanboy." And I'm like, "You don't what? understand fucking PlayStation." <laughs> well, I'm not saying they're gonna be bad. I'm just saying like these aren't even games no. we're looking at. And, and and everybody just shouted me down wow. at E3, and they're like, "You shut up, fanboy!" And I was like, "Oh." All so right. did you see? Did you see? Um uh, the guys from MotorStorm, you know how they had that first Target MotorStorm video yeah. at the announcement. Those guys first found out the PS3 specs in the audience at the press conference. Yes, yeah. They didn't actually even know what they were doing with their game or what the system could handle. So mean. being the guys that try to develop to those specs, only to have Sony slowly cut them down over the next year. <laughs> guys, guys, well, we finally got the mud working. They cut us down. Yeah, again, exactly. Gary. It would, it would, Shit. It didn't matter how good they got the mud looking because it, it wasn't going to look unattainable. Like that. Yeah. You know, it was like, well, your game looks better than any game prior, but it's not good as a CG movie, so you suck. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's no Killzone. Auto. Killzone actually like did a pretty good job of getting close. Yeah, 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 they did in some respects. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I was trying to think of of one of one that's coming out that people think is going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't so Com Four is gonna I, I think, uh, release and fade away within two months. Twisted Metal. No, That's it, it, it won't for. fade away amongst the people that buy SoCom games. Though. Yeah. Oh, right, because <laughs> there's always a million of those people. Like and they're always hardcore. Yeah, it's got yeah. enough of a hardcore fan base to. Uh, you know, it's it SoCom. Yep. Didn't SoCom the last SoCom on PS3 just sort of disappear? Yeah, it didn't do anything. And Mag. Well, uh, as, okay. as much as certain people in this room like Mag, Mag. But basically the last did nothing. The last SoCom launched into a broken environment for over. 
two months, I think it was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's like, that's, you can't maintain yeah. community with that. If, no, if this can't. one at least works, the SOCOM fanatics will rally around it. Twist, they will. Twisted yeah. Metal, though, that's one. Right. Future, I, I just think people are over that now. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's. I, have, I used to love Twisted Metal. I think that, that game that has a cares. a lot in common what we were talking about earlier of games that were great, but you go back and play them, and oh, it's God. like you know this yeah. is just doesn't really hold up. It's the yeah. serious Sam of car <laughs> company. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be cool. Jack, I think it's Jaffy more like, knows what he's doing. It's he more like the painkiller of car combat. Yeah, I think I think he'll make it fun. I don't know if I'll play it, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be a, a quality title. Um, it's fine. Colin will play it. Colin will definitely play it. So, do you think that it's possible to successfully blend deep character customization and real-time combat mechanics? Like, Who is the fucker that asked that? A-G-S Teague. I'm just like, kidding. I just wanted to know his name. Is, He's not a fucker. Does he even, mean like... I'm not, I was going to read that aloud because I didn't quite understand yeah, what he was I, asking. Does he mean like uh, this character is like six... Maybe. Three weighs 250 pounds, so his punch is so heavy. No, I think or, what he's trying to say is that, you know, you either get a game that's, like, heavy on the RPG side and the combat, we always say, is like, eh, or mm-hmm. you get something that's, like, God of War but doesn't have any customization, mm-hmm. you know? Mass Effect 2 was it's a, the closest. an attempt to yeah. bridge that gap. And I would say that up until Mass Effect 2, the only game that I really felt successfully bridged that gap was the original Deus Ex. Yeah. And that, the only thing Mass Effect 2 is missing is... Uh, Better armor. Yeah, you know, yeah I'm gonna give you enough. Kind of go with Tom Chick and saying that the shooting and combat in Deus Ex was a big pile of crap. Deus Ex One. Yeah. You know, I would be interested to go back and play that now because I haven't played that it game for a number so of years. Ugly. But like, well, yeah. But I mean, like back when it came out, it wasn't ugly. It was not that good looking when it came out. I played it when it came out. It wasn't, so it wasn't the looking part, right? I mean, right. It was just the sheer possibilities of like, Jesus Christ, I can go up the side of that fucking statue. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I'm psyched about that third one. I mean, Man. I would only have to see that CG trailer to be psyched about it. That's another game where they're saying, <laughs> they're saying all the right things for that game. And yeah. Apparently, they're showing all the right things to you fortunate bastards that actually got to see the demo. I didn't get to see it. I didn't get to see it either. Yeah. It's, on, it's, on the, it's on the internet. I've yeah, seen but it. A shaky cam. cam. Yeah, yeah. shaky cam. Dude, it still gets my boner going so much. <laughs> because, like, you know, me, I, I love design and everything so much. And, and you I, love boners. I, I feel fashion. so fortunate that Arthur <laughs> and I, uh, we got to sit on that art director's panel at GDC, man. That was right. fascinating. I love oh, I it. Bet. I so fascinating it. that they tried to recycle it into presentations at two other events. Yeah, <laughs> that they did. So... Going since you guys like design so much, uh, AngelFan91 he writes in and says, "I has a design choice in a game ever made you so turned off that you just couldn't play it anymore?" That ha- I like mean, maybe um, like has there ever been a game you're kind of like I like this, but man, it, this one thing just almost uh, it all Gears of War first Gears of War it almost did it to me the the enemies so. because the I am I got so I was so tired of fighting Strog at that point. That when Gears of War came out and here I am like fighting Strog again, I don't care what they're named. I I seriously was like, I don't ever want to shoot these guys again. (laughs) (laughs) But it turned out that the combat in that game was so good that I just had to keep playing it. Infinite Space. (laughs) Pretty much all the design choices. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I wanted Infinite Space to be so good. It was good if you have like (laughs) infinite patience. Yeah. Is that that DS game? That's the one me and you tried to <laughs> oh, play. Oh, holy fuck, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Dude, I could 
I'd love to get a piece of that developer's ear. <laughs> yeah, but but was but wasn't this thing like a like a single design choice? Or no, whatever? he didn't say single. He said oh, a design okay. choice that basically made a game unplayable for you. I could I could pick them out individually if you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the shipbuilding that was insane. I mean, I, I'm usually oh. pretty tolerant. Like I can get past one or two things that are really. I've never. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any time where I've been like the music in this. I just can't play it. Yeah, because yeah, okay. you can just turn the music off. So yeah. I can give you a good relevant example though, like. Uh, and th- and this is strictly design ex- aesthetic, like fonts, color choices, and everything. Is uh, Crackdown Two, man? When you go into the pause menu, it is so fucking horrible. It is. Or actually, all of their menu and font and color scheme and choice is it, so terrible that that adds to the fact that I'm not gonna go back to that game well, ever. Speaking of bad design ever. choices, like it's ruining terrible. the city, ruining the city in that game was a bad idea. Yeah, thing. and their map, like who. Ninja, Ninja Gaiden so on Xbox. You got to go into the pause menu to use items. That was a pretty, uh, that was right. a pretty kick you in the teeth design decision. Mm. I still love it. I think but going back, it feels like more of a kick in the teeth than it did while you were playing it because it was just like, oh well, this is what you do in these games. Well, I wanted to love it so much that I didn't care at the time. But right, then, I still love that game. Then later they're like, now you can use items. Ninja Gaiden. I'm, I'm, I wish it, I could it, do those games. There yeah. hasn't been a game as good as Ninja Gaiden in this console generation as far as what it does. And that makes me sad. It kind of seems like it makes sense to me that you would that you would pause to use a healing item in that game because for me, like uh, I never beat Ninja Gaiden. I really enjoyed what I played and I intended to finish, but I don't remember what came up. But anyway, like I was playing it and I would hit the pause just to like go, <sighs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then go use a healing item and go okay, yeah, and then get back into it. Yeah, that's true. You didn't need to take breaks, but it's like if you had to move to that start button for healing item, you're like, okay, get ready, get ready, get ready. Yeah, and you're like, no, you're dead. Not fast enough. (laughs) Good point. I've I've uh, I've played a game recently. Now that I think about it, that has a design thing that might make me not play it. Hmm. Like, uh, and that's uh, the Old Republic. That's the Star Wars MMO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do not have the ability to just auto enable auto attack currently. And I, we asked them about that, and they said they were still deciding if they were going to do that or not. So you wow. currently have to just sit there and mash one the whole time to make sure you attack. Ooh. That alone is like, I know yeah. it sounds like such a, a, like no, a, a tiny like, thing, but when you fight things constantly in, thing MMO, in MMO, I just don't want to sit there. That's such a weird UI thing to that's overlook. That's a huge thing. Yeah, well, they just said that they weren't sure, because I think they wanted players to sit there and feel like, I'm swinging my lightsaber, you know? And it's just like, for me, I was like, no, I just want it to no. be there. Like right. Swinging your lightsaber is fun for maybe the first four hours. After that, it's like, I really just want this to auto Maybe yeah. you have to. Maybe you have to earn it. <laughs> I, that would that would piss me off too. Yeah. God damn! It's a talent that only one class has. Oh, yeah. like Co- like Kotor two when you didn't get your lightsaber for like twenty eight hours. Or <laughs> um, it was still fun though. Okay, what Jershobel uh, says? Uh, best game marketing campaigns or ads, and his picks are. The old Ratchet and Clank games, as well as the Gears Mad World commercial. Those are both really good choices. Yeah, are we are. talking TV mm-hmm. ads or print ads? I think I think either way. I mean, uh, I, I think the Halo campaign for three was yeah, great. Yeah, the ad campaign for Halo three was and ODST. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. they've had pretty good. I thought ODSTs were good, but they weren't nearly as good as Halo they weren't. Like, Microsoft Halo has awesome. done totally. Microsoft has done a really good job with advertising this generation, which is a little surprising. Yeah. Well, because I lack uh, imagination, and this is what we were just talking about. The old Republic, you know, like their. Any oh, of the LucasArts games those, with their trailers? Those trailers have been yeah, like incredible. It, there's very rare game where I see a trailer or see something live action where I go like, I want to play that because I'm just like, I don't see anything. But like those 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 trailers for those games 
they make me want to play. Those why can't games I? So why can't badly. I think of the studio that does them? Blur, blur, blur. yeah, yeah. blur. They're... Yeah, I mean, they are the best CG people out yep. there. So I told, I told you guys how I met the the guy who's the Jedi, right? At E3. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he, he no, wow. He came up to me and he has like a bit of a New York accent. I Wait, believe. which Jedi? The guy that mean? plays the the main Jedi in the first in the first trailer. trailer, the, trailer the guy who, the one who, who dies, gets, who dies, gets his ass kicked, yeah. and he's like, "Hey, I want to tell you, I'm from Blur, and I do all of the the you know mocapping. I'm the guy who That's does the martial arts. Awesome. He he choreographs them. So Dude. he did the Jedi fight that everybody's like, I wish Jedi's fought like that. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, yeah, you know, I got a background in this and that, and uh, you know, I choreographed that. And I'm like, something weird about this guy. I'm like, Wait, are you the you look like that Jedi. He's like, oh, yeah, they kind of based him off me. I'm like, I'm talking to the Jedi. That's the dude. He looks like him. That's awesome. He didn't can, just... you, can you, like, force push me across the floor right now? Yeah. <laughs> what color is your lightsaber? Dude, I just want somebody to, like, go, hey, Blur. Make uh, a movie. Make a movie. No, exactly. Joke, make a fucking movie. They did all the hey, great. Hey, give us $75 million. They did all the great Don of War videos. Like, every video yeah, they've ever right. done for any game. I talked yeah, to him about that, too, and he was like, well, you know, we get tied up in legal a lot. That's the reason we couldn't interview him about the uh, the, um, the trailers, because wow. LucasArts is like, no, you're not talking to Blur. Are we going to censor everything <sighs> you just said? No. No, I mean it's knowledge, common knowledge that they did that, but they won't okay. let them go and do interviews about the game. You know, right. like he's, so, he's, yeah. I mean, stuff like this really frustrates me because it's something Star Wars that a lot of people love, but mm-hmm. then Lucas wants to throw up this like gate of like, no, they, yeah, we're, it, it is not going to be this. It's going to be this, like, and you are going to like it. They want, they want. That's because they want you to think that everything comes from Lucas. They don't want you to know that they use con- subcontractors to do this stuff. Yeah, right. so you got to stranglehold on the mythology if you have something that powerful i guess but uh they he was telling me you know like you know all this yeah we've been working on this movie and that movie but they're always kind of caught up in like rights and they should just make an original movie if they they could because they they just they just do such good work Uh uh-huh um it's not a big studio either as far as the advertising thing goes can we have our obligatory kevin butler I mean, yes, yeah, Kevin Butler, and also like yeah. the jump in campaign when the 360 first came out, like all those commercials, like the water balloon fight, and that the was banned. oh yeah, those were good. I don't think I remember these. And the gun commercial where everyone was going bang. That was banned like, with too. their hands. Yeah, those are both banned. Kevin hmm. Butler, the uh, guy who was head of that ag- agency, was recently poached by Activision this week. Right? Was he really? He's head of publishing now. Yeah. At Activision? Yeah. What? He created Kevin Butler. He isn't Kevin Butler. Oh, I thought yeah. you meant actual Kevin Butler. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Guys, we got to hire this actor that knows nothing about games. To be <laughs> our the, I was confused on so many levels. The guy, who, the guy who headed the agency that worked on the Kevin Butler campaign. Gotcha. Yeah. So the first good Sony ad campaign in about three and a half years. The yeah. uh, Sonic campaign where the guys were riding around in invisible chairs through walls. Do you remember that one? God, no. no. But that sounds and, awesome. And they screamed Sega yeah, like they always did at the end of it. Yeah, all the Sega commercials <laughs> back Sega. then. Yep. Yeah. They Next. all worked. Blast processing. Um, <laughs> hey, you bought a Saturn. Bob Bob Law. He says, what is your go-to stress release game? <laughs> Bob Law Blog. I love that guy. <laughs> that rest the, of development. Bob Law Law Blog. Bob Law Law. Charles says, in charge. What is your go-to stress relief game? Stressfully, like I got, I got like twenty minutes. Geometry Wars Retro Evolved Two. I think Plants vs Zombies has kind of been it for me too, just because I can zone out on that. Doesn't require a lot of thinking. Luminous. Uh, actually, World of Warcraft got me through kind of a weird time in my life. That is an excellent point. Actually, I'm changing mine to World of Warcraft. I remember that. Yeah. Now yes. that you mention it. Like seriously, that that's a game that you can zone the fuck out in. Like, yes, you really can. It's World of Warcraft is 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 my go-to escapism game. That's yeah. for sure. This might sound weird, but Bad Company is kind of 
that's that's the, that game is that for me. I don't understand how you can only spend like twenty minutes playing that game. I can't get out of that without spending forty five minutes or Dude, an hour. Forty five is like the low end for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I'm honing just... my skills in Geometry Wars. Like I'm <laughs> like I'm in some Shaolin <laughs> temple training. That must be where uh, Tyler's at with bad company. Is it like you're just so good at it? You're like I'm just like I'm Zen master. I just yeah. I don't know. I just like I like running and in, in, in the way Bad Company just sort of like throws you in a bunch of different situations. Yeah. I don't know. Right we'll do a couple more. This one's from Phoenix Nixka. Phoenixka. Okay, never mind. Phoenixka. When do games stop being clones of an innovative game and become their own genre? I.e. Doom clones, you know, becoming FPS. Gears of War. Like, yeah. Like, when? <laughs> what, at what point do we stop calling it like a oh, Gears of War clone or something like that and we just say, oh, it's a third-person cover game. When they shift right. the goalposts to something different. What do you mean? Like, uh, Goldeneye was cited as a as a big thing for console shooters, but I would say, like, Doom led into Quake because Quake added full 3D support and looking around and looking up and down and all that shit. Um, Quake 2's multiplayer shifted the landscape. Quake 3 furthered that. Right, but we still don't just call these other games, like, Quake 2 clones or anything like that. Like, No, but eventually, like you have a game that's so influential that every other game starts by mimicking that and then adding iteration. Like right, for a long like time, Halo like was the shooter that everyone imitated and now it's Halo and Call of Duty. Do you yeah. think, do you think we're at the point now where there's so many like modern warfare games that people are, that's just going to become an established genre. I think it is. Yeah. Already. I think it is too. It, there was yeah. a, it, it depends on your reference point. Like, yeah. It, if you're a game historian, that's one thing, but if you're just somebody who plays like it, Call of Duty is yeah. a console, basically. Battle I mean, of Honor says hello. It's it's funny yeah. because uh, actually there's this great image, just a single image thing on Cracked's website mm-hmm. that Ryan Scott linked me to today, and it was so good because it was like the state of console games, and it was like a pic screenshot from Killzone 2, Medal of Honor, and Modern Warfare 2, and mm-hmm. they almost looked identical. Yeah. Like it was the exact same gun, <laughs> the exact same blood splatter on the screen. <laughs> right, I actually had a brief conversation with Sean Elliott last year at PAX about this. Like we were walking around the show floor. This is like Sean and his germaphobe thing doesn't want to be led around without an escort because he doesn't want to actually explore. So it's like, show me what I need to see. And I we walked past like, kill zone at the sony booth and he was like this shit just looks the same to me like all this i don't want to fucking live in that reality yeah yeah the uh but i guess what i mean is like from this point forward are is there always going to be like because you know we had we've had like world war ii games for a long time and but i don't think people still think of that as like oh they don't like link world war ii with being a genre it's just a type of fps Right. But now it's almost to the point where modern warfare has become a genre. You know, right. so like maybe I'm just wondering if it's like if we're at a point where from now forward there's always going to be modern warfare games on the state on this on, have there, on there the always been modern warfare games in a way though like there's always been that first Yeah, but we still call but that's what this. I'm saying like we still call them like we still think of them as FPSs, you know. Like I, you know, to his question like when does something move on from becoming a doom clone to becoming fps have we moved on from things becoming just an fps to becoming modern warfare like i yeah i think so because you're really referencing a really specific set of qualities that didn't exist in the previous you know name Mm. the fps didn't include the fact that you're really going on and playing multiplayer for points which is what makes these games so popular now and like People may not be thinking that that's what they're talking about, but that's what they're talking about. They're mm. talking about sitting there with a headset with their buddies and mm-hmm. leveling up, and you know that's that's like what the reference is to. 
Yeah, yeah, so, good point. So it may all just be subconscious, but I don't know. Yeah. And uh, on another note, I just feel like first-person shooters have progressed so much that we're in a, a point where you can do so many different things with a first-person game that... I mean, they don't for, even have to be shooters anymore. Right, like Mirror's right. Edge as an, as an example of a first-person game. Uh, yeah. Or Condemned. Or Condemned. Portal. 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 Um, all right, the last one we'll do is from Paul Schmalk. And he says, how would you convince hardcore gamers to buy Connect? With a crowbar. <laughs> With a crowbar simulator. Half-Life. Uh, it, it honestly doesn't seem to me like Microsoft is particularly concerned with that audience as much nope. as they'll say hardcore gamers will be the ones who buy it first it's because they know you're whores yeah exactly and you'll buy it because it's for your system just like a bunch I mean, of I mean I think hardcore kids camera. are going to buy it to interface with it rather than play games at least at launch anyways yeah, if I they think, buy it yeah I think the only way that you convince them to do it is you say hey you can control Netflix with it right you don't have to you can wave your arms around. Yeah, yeah, man. As long as I can like pause my media center stuff by saying man. pause. Yeah. Tyler. Oh my god, media center controls so horribly with the controller because I don't have like the remote control. Right. Yeah. Oh god. Connect. Grind achievements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you can get um, achievements for doing stupid menu things, you waved your arms I don't around. Know. Uh, no, we don't. We, we, he's we, saying like you voice command your connect to grind oh. achievements. Connect. Make me dinner. You know what, if that if that Steel Battalion game with Connect actually happens, I think that a lot of hardcore is oh, yeah, going to throw their that. hands oh, up in the man. air. And I'm not playing that game again. <laughs> no. Tricked into buying uh, that. Child of Eden, I think, is something that could push some people over. Some people, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, but you can play it without Connect too. So yeah. right, but that game, I just I want to play that be. with Connect. I do too, but it seems like my arms would get tired. <laughs> right. I no, because how long could that game possibly last? Like, how long can you play? Like, how quickly can you play through Res? Until the buzz wears off, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, if they do a Halo Wars 2 using Connect, like as a as an RTS, they do a Halo Wars 2, and they kind of tell me I have to buy a Banshee. I'll buy that game. <laughs> I will buy a car for that game. Elephants for life. <laughs> that's a game that Dave is insane for. That is the one thing that, like, you know, that's that's the one thing that they still haven't even gotten right on the iPad. Is you know the it seems like. Uh, Real-time strategy is the the ultimate genre for touch-based and motion-based interfaces mm -hmm. like that. So, if somebody if they can do a Halo Wars a Halo Wars two thing that's all around Connect, that could be awesome. Halo Wars on the iPad would be totally awesome. Yeah, it really, it really would be. wouldn't be. No, what, it really would be. It Every be. time I've tried to play an RTS on the iPad, it just hasn't been up to the task. Ah, Halo Wars no, is made no, for that no. stuff. Though. It's, it's yeah, it's it's all about like how it's done. It's like just you know, you may have played ones that like don't run well, but that's not a fault of the genre's potential. That's a fault of the individual. Which one did you game play? Uh, Command and Conquer. Uh, yeah, that and uh, SimCity also oh. just did not run at all. Like it just ran like a train wreck. The uh, mm -hmm. the Halo that. War guys are they working on that Spartan game? There are no Halo Strategy? Wars guys. Nope. I, well, I know, but their their team went Robot. on to make. I, you know, I did hear that some ex ensemble guys are working on something. It's so, like a strategy so, Spartan. So ensemble game. became Robot, and they are working on Spartan. Which yeah. Everybody thought would be Halo oriented, but it's, it's apparently it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but on their website, which they revamped last week, because I check it uh, like hourly or so. <laughs> they have unannounced project number two under that. So, Ooh. fingers crossed. <laughs> and we know that 343 is working on something big. That'd be awesome Possibly if... Possibly uh, multi, multiple something big. That'd yeah. be awesome if their game actually was called unannounced project two. <laughs> it wouldn't be the stupidest <laughs> name of the game I've ever seen. And, and the box cover is just a hard hat. <laughs> 
Alright. We'll take uh, one final break and then we'll a few later. Then this week we'll be placeholder asset. So we got a, a surprisingly amount of uh, surprisingly large amount of of bad and or relationship letters this, this last week. Wow. Cool. That was so. So uh, it it's all new said? to Dave. Andrew wrote in, and he said, uh, "I'm a 21 year old that has not done a single thing with a girl. I have always had a smaller group of friends, all of which have been Wait, dudes. Wait, like no kissing, no nothing. And I'm generally yes, a very not reserved a and shy person until I get to know someone." My current standing is as a junior in college, going for a degree in computer science. Let's just say that my entire college career has taken place in a building where girls are extinct. I don't live on <laughs> campus and spend all of my time outside of class either coding to keep up in school, like you said, it's a mm. very intense major, yeah. or airbrushing and drawing at my apartment, which he attached a few photos of, and he's really fucking good. Wow. Um, Can I see him? Yeah. I when drive, he says, I drive a mind-numbingly douchey sports car, <laughs> huge, cool. guy, huge car guy, not a tool. Not sure whether that is a plus or a minus. Hearing all Bromley and Barber's escapades really has hung me up on the way things are going for me in the opposite sex department. Is it depressing to say the least? Or it is depressing to say the least. So Rebel Fim, I've come, f- I've come for advice, pro tips. Anything else you can tell me to get the ball rolling? Uh, Roofies, dude. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> and if that doesn't work, just kill yourself. <laughs> uh... You can make art. You should be getting girls all over Dude, the place. Did, did you, and stop making really Call of Duty. Yeah, how about you not paint Medal of Honor and Call of Duty yeah, and start... Yeah, but those are really good. Yeah, those, right. are, those are sweet, but... Uh, Painting you know, dudes in uniform is not going to get you laid. Dude, what you need to do is you need to start <laughs> hanging out with the lowrider crew, and you'll become known among all the lowrider guys as the dude that can do fucking like badass this. white tigers and Aztec there's, warriors on there's the there's side. Idea. How about that's you? Lady, that's equals ladies. <laughs> then you drop them Jonas. <laughs> If you're an artist and you want to meet girls, art classes are a great place to meet the girls. I mean, girls. yeah, you have art talent. Yep. Maybe yeah, you, you should go get a computer science. You could go get an A in an art class for fun. Yeah. In fact, like if you're take a breather, uh, if, man. If he's 21, never done anything with a girl, you're old enough to like take some community college classes, like take some life drawing classes. Yeah. I mean, you may you may have to deal with some uh, some uh, some wood problems your first couple times that you have to draw naked ladies, but you'll get over that real quick once you get used to seeing them. And it's not going to be voluntary because chances are you're going to be drawing mountainous piles of person. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. I mean, like, it changes all the time. I've, I've drawn all types of body types. It's really enjoyable. I had I had one model in college that she was unbelievably gorgeous. Right. And I think I had one uh, in the last figure drawing class I took, and it was like every day she was there, it was like, yes! And then, wow, one, I and, then I had, been lucky. and then I had one guy who just dripped the whole time. Oh, yep, and it is what you're thinking. Wow. Oh God! Yeah, that's right. That's right. So take some life drawing courses. 
<laughs> I'm so glad you stayed for letters. Uh, <laughs> all right, it happened. I'm not. Sh- I'm just sharing the truth with you. The next letter is from Tendo, and he says, "Last week, y'all mentioned that there is no girl-on-girl action in Mass Effect 2." He says, "I beg to differ. During the course of my playthrough with my Lady Shepherd, I completed the relationship yeah, yeah. arc. Hold on." With you and Kelly Chambers, yes. the culmination of which is her coming up to your chambers for dinner. There's yes. no love scene, and romance is only implied. However, after completing the game, Shepard receives a message at her private terminal from Kelly Girl that says she can't stop thinking about their evening together and would like to slip into something more comfortable and come up to your chambers. Uh, anyway, at the po- at any point you, that you return to your room, you can summon Kelly over the intercom. She shows up in a pair of tight, assless pants and will cuddle up to you on the sofa or give you a stripper dance. Yeah, that's real romance. That's not action. Yeah. What? You got to see Liara's ass. <laughs> I think the last guy would I, disagree. No, that's that's just the thing is that there's uh like BioWare like actually had, you know, same-sex romances that were related to the story and related to the characters and the interpersonal relationships with them and like the Yeoman Chambers stuff like while it's there, it's sort of just there. That, you can, that was a fantastic argument. You, you can, can that fuck a dog in Dragon Age. It doesn't mean you can date one. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> um, all right. They have feelings. <laughs> well, I just read that because, yeah, because I didn't know that. Yeah, so. I didn't I didn't know that, but it's not you just, it's Yeah, it's not what we were saying as getting girl-on-girl that's relationships. Not, that's not, yeah, that's not the love interest. That's a, ha, 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 she came up to my room and never fed my fucking fish. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, just, just read Mig's fanfic. <laughs> uh, Luke writes in and he says uh, so he's, he says I've been a lifelong console gamer but I'm finally building a PC because I realize how nice. cheap games are on Steam um, so he <laughs> says slippery slope that one I it seem is. to remember that Anthony and Arthur helped Tyler build a computer actually Arthur built Tyler a computer um, so I'm asking for your help and he just wants to know where he should look into like building a computer like for guides and for like part recommendations uh tom's hardware i think does a build guide for budget gamer and enthusiast price levels um a non-tech is another good place to check and then he says buy parts new egg uh yeah or i mean if you've got an amazon prime membership amazon is actually a pretty decent place to buy computer parts especially if you want it fast and Newegg's a really good place to go to read all of the comments. Because, always, yeah, always yeah. read the low reviews. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes there are people bitching, and sometimes it's like, oh, it's a legitimate. Yeah, like because they might bring up something that no one else cares exactly, about. Exactly, like, totally. I will. bought a ten-inch yeah. case, and now it won't fit this right. and this. Right, right, exactly. Um, all right, so Brenton writes in. He's a short question. It's easy to answer. I was just wondering if any of you guys would be attending Comic Con this month. If so, will there be a meetup? No. Nope. Nobody's going to Comic Con. No Comic Con this year. Nope. So we will be at PAX. Yes. Anthony and myself and Matt. You'll yes. be at PAX. Oh yeah, definitely. The whole Area Five crew is going to be at PAX. Oh Jesus! Yeah, we're all going. Mothers, lock up your daughters. All right. <laughs> Edward writes in and he says, "I have a rare problem of having too much female attention. Indeed, should introduce I've, another guy. I developed <laughs> a reputation as something of a man whore. I'm going into my sophomore year of high school, and this month I've hooked up with six different girls. It's not uncommon for me to make out with three different girls in a single night." But recently, the reason he's saying this, I've started to develop more serious feelings with a girl that I made out with recently. She sees me as something of a scoundrel, and I have done little to dissuade this perception. So my question for you today is how do I win this girl who I've previously won over but now want more with? Don't stop being a scoundrel. Life drawing class. <laughs> stop, stop making out with a bunch of other chicks. Like yeah. Ask her on a date. Yeah, yeah great, 
great big mystery there, guy. You already know the answer. Yes. Why are you asking the question? Well, yeah, he basically oh, is looking at the way he doesn't have to give up. This how, problem can I date her? <laughs> how can I date her and still make out with a bunch of other chicks? <laughs> you need to tell her you own the moon and you're Captain Pirate. You're a pirate doctor. doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> UI, basically, is what they're saying. How do you like your eggs? <laughs> Fertilized? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to miss you, Dave. <laughs> um, so, oh, so Matt wrote in. He says, is there Matt. going, he yeah. says, I know you're going to be podcasting at a panel at PAX, but I'm just wondering if there's going to be a more informal Rebel FM meetup at some point during the weekend. Also, are all four of you regulars going to be there? Anthony, Arthur, Tyler, Matt. Uh, I know three of us are. I don't know, Tyler. I want to go. Okay. So more than likely, yes. Um, what are the dates? Is it the middle it's of in the September? It's like September, the first week of September. Yeah, first weekend. It's the September. first weekend. Uh, Damn it! So maybe not, but we'll see. But maybe to answer your question, there will be a more informal Rebel FM meetup, which will just well, be, the, be an the IGN, IGN meetup, meet and we will all be there as well. And we're working on making that an all ages meetup this time, as opposed. Well, to, last uh, year it was too. I mean, I as opposed to PAX East. Yeah, mm. this year I mean we should have a venue where people that want to drink can, and people that don't care to can or can't can still come um okay jonesy writes in and he says i know i'm not a podcast god like the rebel fm pantheon so maybe i'm completely wrong in my opinion <laughs> yeah but, you're already wrong but could you please cut down the first segment and limit the number of games you talk about yeah. it was fine when it was just three of you but since matt chandrenay <laughs> became do you do that in all capital letters or something? no oh. no I, it goes a little long i just feel like that's how he wrote it <laughs> this is a reflection on matt I love the guy as much as I could love any minor internet pseudo celebrity. It's just that the guy <laughs> Ouch. It's just that the extra guy That's adds a lot of time to that segment. I just think you should focus more on the topic and letters, especially relationship letters. Those are awesome. <laughs> I know it's not love line, but it's fun to hear personal stories of random geekdom. I just fast forward. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying. Don't you fucking bring logic into an internet I, discussion. I, 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 would, I would actually just from now on. Uh, when they say, what game did you play, Matt? Just skip forward, like, five to ten minutes. Basically, we've had more people write in, though, and say the exact opposite, that they basically wish the show was just the first segment. Right. So there are a lot of people that always listen to it backwards. Yeah, the random bullshit. They hate Basically, the answer to the solution to your thing is life drawing class. They hate random bullshit, huh? <laughs> well, they're not going to like this episode. Um, <laughs> sorry. So, so Kim writes in. Yeah. I just got up, I just that got off the phone guy. with my good. I think it is a guy because uh, his name is well. I'm that's fine. Phone. He still gets a yeah. So <laughs> I just got off the phone with a good friend who also happens to be a female. She said that she really wanted to get together, and when I asked her what she wanted to do, she said that she wanted to go to the movies or perhaps hang out at her house. I really like her, and this would be great under normal circumstances. However, she already has a boyfriend who, during our conversation, my friend implied that she would be willing to leave in order to be with me. Most of the time, I wouldn't mind screwing over a boyfriend, but next year, all three of us are going to be participating in the IB program at my school, which Ooh. will require us to spend a lot of time together. Yeah. What, my, did he say how, we, how old he is? No. I don't know what IB is, either. He's 10. My question is, <laughs> what is, my question is, what is the best thing I could do that wouldn't piss her and her or her boyfriend off? Should I even worry about what her boyfriend thinks? Uh, the best thing you can do not to piss her boyfriend off would be not to fuck his girlfriend. Challenge right. him to a duel. <laughs> I would say that, a crotch I would say that sounds like a, that sounds like a situation you need to avoid or just bring it up with him and be like look she's going to drop the zero and go with the hero so <laughs> sack up bro 
<laughs> Win. <laughs> um, oh, I wish you were around to give me advice in high school. <laughs> Arthur, you got a letter to read? I, I do. Okay. Uh, this is from Bobby Lair. He says, I was just counting up my games to see how many I had that I haven't beaten. Turns out I have about 20 in my collection. What is it that makes us put games down? I am in a budget crunch, and I still find myself buying new games just to check them out. That's it. But right I have there. at least 20 passable experiences waiting to be had right here. How many games do you guys have laying around that you've fallen out of, excluding any played for review, of course? Dave, you shook your head like this man was an idiot. I mean, there's plenty of rental services these days. What are you doing? <laughs> you know what happens when I sign up to Gamefly? I fucking get a game from Gamefly, and it sits on my shelf. Yeah, well, at least you spent less money than this guy. No, because I have one game for six months. Well, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he should do that. I'm buying games and putting them to the side is just insane to me. I never had that like luxury ever. Mm-hmm. And then I worked in the industry, and like I still treat games like they're golden treasures, you know. <laughs> and I'll play bad ones to completion because of that. But uh, yeah. rent them. There you go. Sounds like um, a plan. Words of wisdom. From Jared Dave. writes in, and he yep. says. Uh, in last week's Hidden Gem segment, Anthony surprised at a re- Anthony was surprised at a reader spending 250 hours playing one game. And this got me thinking, what game have you spent the most time playing? I must shamefully admit that I spent slightly over 3,000 hours playing Fantasy Star Universe for 360 over the course of about two years. That game is so bad. It is not a particularly good game. <laughs> and I am unsure why I played it so much. But for some reason, I don't regret the time I put in it. So his question is, what game has stolen the most of your life? Why it, don't you regret that? Was don't a, let that happen again. Was he in a coma and somebody turned it on? <laughs> put the controller in his hands? 3,000. I mean, EverQuest, it, I remember when I finally yeah. quit EverQuest, my, if I were to type in slash play, it would say... Like three months, twenty six days, something like that. Yeah, of playtime. Yeah. Playtime. Yeah. Uh, I had Lyme disease once. And <laughs> I played Morrowind for. I played. Uh, yeah, Morrowind for an entire summer. I mean, oh, the wow. entire summer. Wow. wow. Yeah, but that game is huge. That is. That's no Fantasy Star Universe. Sure, and I don't remember most of it to be honest, because I was dying. But. <laughs> <There's that. laughs> They're a real downer at parties. <laughs> um. Also, okay, so I wanted to read this letter. Uh, so this guy Twitter messages us a lot. His name is Count Fenring. Right, that Twitter. name sounds familiar. Yeah, so it, Do I hate that guy? I don't know, but this, this message was just so bizarre that I had to read it. <laughs> the subject title was, Someone Took My Wallet. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, Dear Rebel FM, last week a friend of mine stole my wallet as a joke. What is an appropriate course of action for me to take? It didn't have any cash in it, and he hasn't used my card. That's the end of the message. Ask him <laughs> what the fuck? Him. He's you your friend. Report Ask him, him to the police? Uh, call the cops. Tell his mom. And tell him I'd he murdered you, someone. <laughs> and I'd then, say yes. well, no, first you kill someone and hide their body on his property, yeah. and then you call the cops. Right. Yeah, then you plant his wallet on the body. Wait, man. Still his car. Go for steal my wallet. <laughs> okay. Still his car keys. Burn his house down. Okay, I got, I got one more. All right. Uh oh. Jack writes in. I have a somewhat unusual relationship question for you guys. I'm a 21-year-old university student living in Adelaide, South Australia. Recently, some female friends of mine dragged me to dancing lessons, and I had a great time and met some interesting people. One of these interesting people is one of the instructors, a woman in her late 20s who pulls off this short, red-haired, lithe, sexy look really oh. well. Yeah, there aren't, that's, that's a hard look to pull off. Against, yeah. against <laughs> all odds, we started a relationship, and it's mostly going really well, but there is one problem. I'm 12. The woman is into bondage, specifically being dominated. At first, I thought this wouldn't be a big deal. It's not like the sex is ex- 
is exclusively this kind of stuff. Fake. But some of it kind of <laughs> freaks me out. I mean, when she asked me to spank her, I thought she meant playfully cup her ass. Instead, she got me to no, paddle her. No, she means her. it hard. She meant she mm. got me to paddle her. I think I can handle some of the stuff, but I'm not sure I'll be okay when the chains come out of her cupboard. So my question is, do I just continue with this bondage stuff, as he, even though it's not my thing, but she's really into it? Or do I stop doing it because it scares me a little, and I think she wants me to do a bit more than just spank her? You've got to live a little. This is San Francisco, um, the big easy. That's why you've got to stop using a safe word. First off, more girls than you think are into that kind of stuff. Yeah, so just hit them willy-nilly. Right. <laughs> right, so next time you... Next time you meet a nice girl, like while you're at dinner, just slap her in the face. Uh, if you really like her and it's worth it to you to keep it going, keep doing it. Just punch her. <laughs> I'm trying to get serious and nice here, dude. Uh, man. I, if you like her and, and it doesn't creep oh you out too God. much to spank her, then that's one thing. I mean, if she want, if like she's into choking and you're not, you can't do it, then that's a relationship Basically, incompatibility issue. Basically, you're in a relationship. You should express to her what you are and aren't comfortable with. Right. Like, practice on a doll. Just beat the shit out of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Show me on the doll where you'd like me to touch. You. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Remember. You Who knew send- that it would be Dave that derailed that? Remember, <laughs> you can send us your letters to letters at eat or cease and desist dash letters. sleep dash game dot com. Eat dash sleep dash game dot com. Letters at eat dash sleep. And that guy who that that guy who suggested uh, arson, murder, and uh, abuse was Nate Ahern, who has been on this podcast <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> um, you can find us all on Twitter. Uh, you can find Matt at twitter.com slash talkingorange. Uh, Arthur at twitter.com slash A-E-G-I-E-S. Tyler at twitter.com slash dirty tea, like the drink. And me at twitter.com slash chef money. And I am actually not familiar with what Dave's Twitter feed is. I'm actually on there as David Clayman, but I don't, I'm not very interesting. I don't really share my thoughts with the outside world. Did you have a letter what's, you wanted to read? What's that other, uh, that other Twitter account you maintain? I, I have no knowledge of another Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to ask Ubisoft. Uh, <laughs> I beat women. Did com. you have another letter you wanted to read? Sorry. Uh, no, I just wanted to say hi to Josh, who we saw. We stopped us at the BART station oh, yeah, yesterday good, just good. to say hi. And then backed up, backed up really weirdly saying, I don't want this to be weird. No, no, no. That, <laughs> it was funny. He met us and he was like, hey, I listen to you guys. I was just listening to you right now. And then he said, this doesn't have to be awkward. And he just kind of walked off. <laughs> and Josh, I'm going to be honest. It, it has to be awkward. It's always Did awkward. Did you pull a knife on him or something? But uh, we, we appreciate you listening. And there was definitely no trouble at all to say hello and, and no, was... for you to tell us that you like listening. We appreciate it. Awkward. Um, all right. That's now, if it had been Matt, he might have humped your leg. But that's mm-hmm. it. That's all you guys get. I do that. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> um, what, Tyler? Oh, I was. I'm. I'm on the Gamer Tard podcast this week. Oh, Gamer Tard. They got a really classy name. <laughs> oh man, that's taken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bye, bitches.